Now entering Nerdist.com. You made it weird. You made it weird. You made it weird. Oh, yeah. You made it weird. You made it weird. Yes, you did. You made it weird. Oh, yeah. You made it weird with Pete Holmes. What's up, weirdos? Uh, this is a great one. I've, I've been I've been waiting to get Todd Glass in here for a very long time. He's one of my favorite people in the world, and I'm very happy to say that the that the following podcast <laughs> is wonderful and presented in Technicolor. Uh, so glad he made it in. Let's get to it as quickly as possible. Right up top, all the housekeeping. First of all, you made it. Movies. These are going to be coming out, uh, released as albums. This is how. This is the thing. We have to release them on iTunes as albums for some reason. And albums always come out default nine ninety nine. The episode is not going to be $9.99. They're always going to be $1.99. That's the price uh, to watch the movie with us. The first movie we're doing, John Mulaney and I watched the assassination, uh, it's hard to say, assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford. And then me and Paul F. Tompkins just did There Will Be Blood. These are going to be coming up. They'll be on the You Made It Weird page. They'll come up when you search for You Made It Weird. Uh, and the price uh, is going to be $1.99. People keep commenting and getting angry that it's $9.99. I am also angry. We are trying to fix this as quickly as possible, and apologies that it's not available. But it should be out any day. Maybe when you're hearing this, it should be out by then, uh, God willing. Is there a God, Katie? She says no, but Gady's non-God willing. Uh, here are the tour dates coming up. Sundance, that's this Friday. I'm going to be uh, on uh, the 18th of January at 10 p.m. We're doing a live You Made It Weird at the Sundance Film Festival. Uh, Utah weirdos, come on out to that. I just tweeted a link uh, to get tickets. February 1st and 2nd, I'm going to be in San Francisco for a live You Made It Weird on Sketchfest. It's going to be at the Cobbs, <laughs> the Cobbs, on the 2nd, live You Made It Weird. Come back, San Francisco. I've missed you. Madison, Wisconsin. I am going to be there on uh, February 21st through the 23rd. Going to be bringing 500 weeks. Chris there. It's going to be awesome. I love that club. I'm happy to be going back. And then I'm going to Grand Rapids, Michigan for Gilda's Laugh Fest on March 9th. And there's going to be a lot of great podcasting happening there. And definitely a live you made it weird. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, okay, Comedy Sex God, email your favorite moments to Comedy Sex God at Gmail. We're trying to put together a best of CD, uh, something of all the great moments, all the, all the great stories, things that made us laugh, things that made us think, uh, whatever. Email it. If it moved you, if it made you laugh, email it to Comedy Sex God at Gmail with a time code and a description of what the moment was, when the moment was, and we will try our best to include it in this compilation that I'm excited about. That is it. Go. And listen, you don't have to go anywhere. Remain here and listen to my friend, Todd Glass, making it weird. Thanks, Katie. I was just bitching about you again. If I heard a recording of you saying, it would never match what I said when people were late. Let's say I have 20 experiences with you and they were all on time. Please sit down. Just get on the phone and be like, but you don't know any experience with me. I could be one of those fucking idiots that you No, me. you know what? I know you're not. It's great to see you. Oh, you! I don't like what was coming out of me in the car. Like, the traffic. <laughs> I, for some reason, I knew it was two, and then I thought it was three, and I was on the way to get my hair cut, and you said, you'd like a cup of coffee. <laughs> oh, my God. And, I, and, and you know, I'm so geographically bad that I was in Beverly Hills on Santa Monica Boulevard. You started driving west? I went back down to Pico, because that, in my head, to my house, and then... I could have just... Yes. Anyway, I'm that's, here. That's no problem at all. This is the guest seat. I won't even gross you out by touching the back of my shirt. Are you a sweaty man? Oh, my God. Todd. From, oh, it's a little under your pectorals. That was just... I had the air cranked. I go, I just got to turn the air up in the car. Like, literally, I had cold as it could go, cranked. Tell me... 
I hate that feeling. And I, you know, I did give you shit. As, you should. as we should. You should. But also in my mind, I was like, I have to, I have to go around. The, I have to go around the comic book store. The only reason it irks me is I, Katie knows this. I don't like talking before the podcast. Yeah. So I have to sit here like an asshole and like. Did I? Her. I parked he won't on that. Talk to me. I, I don't park, talk to her. I parked in that down area. Is that okay? Like, there's you no meters. Yeah. Behind the store? Yeah, that's fine. I no, no, there. not in the door. Like the lower part. But yeah. there's just parking spaces. But yeah, there's there's a machine that you're supposed to pay. However. I shouldn't say this on the podcast. Well, just, You'll be fine. Are we on the air right now? Yeah. Oh, we're recording all this? Yeah, I'm Daniel Kino. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> are we really recording all this? Of course. Really? I have a big thing about talk. Let's put on the earphones. It'll feel like... So wait, yeah. just everybody just... Uh, the first thing I hear is like, what? oh, I was just saying I don't like to be late, basically. Yeah. What if I put on a complete radio voice now? Well, anyway... <laughs> I, it's hard oh, not to with it. I'm very on time. I'm a, and you don't know, well, they just heard my well, apology. What, is, what does that mean to you, being on time? I like, what does that mean to <laughs> no, me? No, I mean, like, what does is, what is the virtue of being on time mean to you? I think it's respect to other people. The old school. You just, anything. There's always been people that were late. And I always lose. <laughs> There's always been, I, I always lose Somebody people. got to Christ's crucifixion like, did I miss it? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yes. Yes, Larry. I'm you missed the goddamn crucifixion. Sorry, Lord. Yeah, whenever here. people... I'm with someone on a conversation. Can you turn my headphones up a little? Right here. I think you're number Thank one. Thank you. Hello? Hello? You? Hello? You? Yeah. Um, there we go. Okay. Oh, that was good for a second, and then it went back down. Oh, here two. you go. One, two. two. Perfect. <laughs> um, so I, I do like to... Tr- to tr- I haven't always been that way, uh, but I, you know, be on time. Yeah. Be on time. But the panic in the car, did you have any weird fantasies? Meaning... That I would flip out. Like I, I'm interested in how our it was brains pure, can take it was over. Pure, like Katie. I heard her say something about like it's the the like someone shows up late. It's their way of saying like they're like you know. Uh, and well, then, I, that's what I isn't that what I said? I said, are you big timing? Yeah, and I thought, I thought, oh, if it was just like if you would have gotten on the phone and let you would have said, Todd, you know what? We're gonna do. We'll record this thing first. That'll yeah. take a half an hour. Yeah. If you get here by two thirty, we're all good to go. I yeah. would have been less panicked in the car. I oh really yeah. oh I could have helped you. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't help. You, you didn't help. Well, you didn't usually, have to help. I'm in a darker place than usual. The past couple podcasts we've done, I've been I've been in this weird, uh, grumpier place. I don't know what's going on. So normally I would I would have bent over backwards to make sure, but instead I was like, "You big time in me, you son of a bitch." But in all fairness, you you also text something nice. It was two. Words. I wrote, "It's okay." It's okay. Two so- exclamation points. Yeah, that yes, and that made me feel good when I thought I might be there in fifteen minutes. And then my thing became. By the way, I don't know if you were. I thought, and then you showed up. I I'm not in time and space. You understand? <sighs> Let me just. I'm decom- trying to make yeah decompress here, but I'm here, and now I feel I feel a lot better. The but percentage I, of people that are late to this podcast is about ninety two percent. Is it really? Uh-huh. Or How they late? or they forget? Isn't that the first thing I said? I said, oh, he forgot. We I get, didn't we get that a lot. <laughs> I'm embarrassed. No. I'm embarrassed. Forget. To I wouldn't forget. I wouldn't forget. A, well, but you know why I wouldn't? I place the podcast. Uh, first of all, I would be on time if it was a friend in Philadelphia for lunch. So I don't want to make it look like. But if I was going to um, decide what was more important to show up, I wouldn't put this show on any different level than if I was doing the Jimmy Kimmel show or the Conan oh, O'Brien show. And I'll so tell you sweet. why. I'll tell you why. Please tell me not, why. Not only out of respect, it's out of, you what? know, those shows. Uh, I. M- Podcasting puts a lot of people in the seat. So if I was doing it from purely it sure a business does. perspective, right. I certainly wouldn't place podcasting. Oh, it's a podcast. No, more people 
more people come out to see me. Oh, we heard you on the Doug course. Benson show. We heard you on this show. Uh-huh. Then on some of the major. Yes. It's a very specific comedy audience. So, it is. Yeah. It's 100. Hasn't it changed your life? Yes. Wouldn't you say that? It, it has introduced me certainly to people that come out to see the shows. It's the uh, searchlight to find your audience wherever they happen to be. There's exactly. T- now there's fucking this is, you've been in this game longer than me. Mm-hmm. I looked you up. I looked you up, fella. <laughs> I started a long time ago. No, I used to, you've been doing it about as long as I've been alive. Yeah. You started in 1980. I started in 1982. Okay. Started 82, right in high school. I was close. Yeah. Somebody needs enough. to update your Wikipedia because oh, it Jesus. did say 1980. Really? I went, yeah, because I made the device. I went, well, that's almost my, my, birth, yeah. my birth year. So please, yes. But, I mean, so you've been through – it used to break my heart. That's your coffee, by the way. Thank I, you. I also got you a, a cranberry potato chip chocolate chip cookie. Oh, it looks Before so good. Before you get excited, it's I vegan. I don't like. Oh, you should. Vegan gets you ready for. Yeah, you're right. You don't. If you know vegan, then you yeah. bite into it. You're ready for yeah. vegan. <laughs> you're ready for vegan. Right. There's going to be a moistness that eggs provide that's missing. You know what though? If you're ready for it, it's still delicious. I I would put the vegan cookie. If you were had a council to persuade, they're like, okay, we're going to make a mandatory diet for the world, the planet Earth. We're sick of it. We're, we're ununited war, and we figured it out. If everyone was eating the same thing, we'd all be brothers. So, And then the vegans get a chance to speak to this council. They open with cookies. There's no way they open with raw almonds. Oh, you, mean, you mean the vegans that the, they haven't – They have met. to persuade. They have to say, we think the diet should be vegan. Here, sample some. And, and I'm picturing this kind of like ethereal alien creature. A vegan wouldn't win if they go, taste this cookie. Yeah. No, I right? think that's their strongest one. Oh, it is? I think so. What else they got? I don't know a lot about vegan. I know what vegans. I res- by the way, I'm not one of those. What Please. are you? What are you? I'm everything. You eat? Do you eat meat? I mean, like uh, I, I eat a lot of raw vegan stuff. That's mm-hmm. true. But I do eat meat, and I do eat. Uh, I eat everything. But like, you know, I'm trying to. I'll talk about this. I'll talk well, your ear off about this. Well, I think people that don't eat. I, I feel like I can do more for not eating at least tortured meat. Yeah, like I do respect people that say this. It doesn't mean you have to agree if you're listening, but there's a group of people that I saw once. I think it was on Oprah that this woman's theory was this. I don't defy the food chain. Now, yep. I get there might be some people that think you shouldn't eat meat at all. Right. This isn't that wasn't her plan. It right. was. But I, I we have to at least agree that and she resonated with me that uh, eating tortured meat isn't something we should be able to do. I couldn't do buddy, it anymore. Buddy, here's, I mean, here's the quandary. Here's the problem. And Louis C.K. has that wonderful bit about, like, I eat meat and I don't have a problem with it, but I acknowledge that I'm being an asshole to the animal. You are. You, that's indefensible. You're being an asshole to that animal that you think his flesh is delicious, so you kill him. That's terrible. Well, but, but would you agree that the food chain, nothing to do with God, just the food chain, I yeah. do understand that. That people go, well, it still dies. But the best part of a tortured animal's life is the day it dies. Yeah. So I, I love that I eat meat and I can talk like this. Because once I don't eat meat, I can't say it like this. But there's no doubt that people that don't eat meat or attempt to because there's the cruelty reasons. Maybe they eat meat, but it's chickens from an honest farm or, sure. or meat that had a life at least till the day that it, it was right, died. Right, right, right. Um, they're superior people. 
Because there's no way you can put... And when people talk about, like, tortured animals, like, they're tortured. It's not like people go... When they go, they're fighting for animal rights. Oh, I, yeah. I said to my sister-in-law once, I go, by the way, if you think an animal shouldn't have the same life that a human being has, uh, they're not fighting for it. Uh, uh, all I want you to know they're fighting for is it should be able to move in its cage and yeah. turn in a circle yeah, 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 and yeah. shit and have the fall shit below it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, be away from its own Be shit. away from its own feces. So, and, and not... Excuse me, and not be trapped in a tiny cage listening to your friend's scream. Screaming, basically. Yes, they did. The, they did a study where they had people get in cages that were proportionally as big as a typical chicken cage, and then they played. <laughs> this is where it gets a little weird. They play, it gets already weird, but they played audio of people screaming. Uh, because they think that the clucking and all that sort of panicked clucking would be the equivalent of people kind of moaning and screaming. And they're right. And people made it like 10 minutes. Like people were like, fuck that. I, like I can – it's yeah. fine. 10 minutes people were like, get me well, the fuck out of this cage. I once said something to a friend of mine because everybody has their causes. And when it comes to their causes, it's hard for them to close their eyes to why people can ignore the cause. And I ha- I'm the same way and I have to remind myself of this. Mm-hmm. I guess that's the way people feel. That don't eat meat because of the cruelty reasons, and or from 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 farm, you know, chickens that were on a farm or whatever. Yeah. Uh, about someone like me who can close my eyes, I damn well know eating it is wrong. Mm-hmm. I know it is wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever we think animals feel or whatever they don't There's, feel, isn't that, the word sentient? Aren't they? Se- they have sensations. Is all. Yeah, I'm saying. we know. Well, you they're know, cold. The, they're hot. They, you pinch them and they go, "Hey." That's exactly what I say. Yeah. I go, "You want to have a twenty-hour conversation on what they know and what they don't know." have it but right now in three seconds when you take your fist and you punch an animal in yeah, its stomach yeah. it goes ah, yeah, yeah. Ah, and, and it hurts you bring in the intellect argument and i believe this has been said in some uh, some form on this show aliens come and they they're two hundred thousand times smarter than we are and we're delicious now we're fucked you know what i mean <laughs> because you look at a cow and you're like fucking dummy chewing grass Aliens are watching us on our phones and shopping. It Eat just us. looks like, you know what I mean? That's all it looks like to them. I'm writing that down. That's uh, well, I, look, again, <laughs> I can say this with this passion because I do eat meat. But you know what the difference? I, I've said this before is that it just because I don't have an, in a, the ability to stop eating meat, yeah. I'm not going to delude myself to think it's okay. Yeah. I can say – I, I hope I get there one day. It's an embracing of, of a fucked up thing you're doing. Yeah. I, I was with Duncan Trussell. You know Duncan. Mm-hmm. And he's very touchy-feely. Uh, I, I mean I mean that in a good way. That sounded bad. But mm-hmm. I'm also very touchy-feely. And we went out. And we were, and I love to go out with him. We get wine. We eat oysters. And we're just eating these steaks at like a fucking French place. And I'm like, you know, Duncan, it's weird. Both of you and I have meditated today. You know what I mean? And both you and I love having conversations like mm-hmm. the one you and I are having. And here we are eating medium rare steaks and just being assholes. And he was like, well, life is cruel, man. Life is – like he, he was embracing See, I, the I, cruelty I, of it. By the way, again, I eat meat. I eat meat. I can't buy any of that shit. Because you, know, you know what I don't want to be? <laughs> you know, oh, it's look the other way. Just say, I'm doing something that's fucking gross and piggish yeah. because I don't want to be the smoker. That because he can't quit smoking, he's going to rewrite how gross it is. Right. Just be the smoker that who goes, knows it's fucking stupid. That goes, God, this is a fucking disgusting habit. Yeah, 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 because yeah. you know what? If anything is going to lead you to that day when you quit smoking, it's at least going. I'm not going to rewrite whether it's good or bad for me. It's yeah. gross, and yet I'm not stopping it. It's yet. weird that we're talking about this. Actually, I don't think it's that weird. It's been on my mind. I watched the movie. I, I don't even know if I'm recommending this movie, but it was on iTunes. Uh, I had to watch it through my Apple TV. It's not on Netflix. <laughs> That's a problem in my life. I have to switch devices. <laughs> I don't know why I said that like Brian Regan. So I, I have my Xbox, and then I Brian I, Regan. I, Brian Regan. Uh, you want me to do it, as Brian Regan? No, I love Brian. I Regan. gotta swap devices. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
God. I haven't watched him in so long. I, I hope that impression <laughs> isn't as good as just me doing stand-up. Just me being trying to be myself. He's so good. But I watched this movie, and it's called The uh, the Perfect Human Diet. Okay, And the movie is basically in defense of eating meat. And here's why. Because if you look at human, uh, all of us from Homo erectus, basically, uh, all the way back. Uh, By the way, real quick to interject. Hit it. I'm not uh, necessarily uh, defying eating meat. It's eating tortured meat. Oh, friend, you're in a safe place. Yeah. There will never be a place where we're like, and we're done. Todd yeah. hates meat. <laughs> That's not going to happen. This conversation keeps going. Because here, I'm with you. I've, I've, I've agreed with everything. I will say this. You want to get real touchy, Duncan Trussell Feely. I'll say that I believe our body and our cells have a relationship with what we eat. And that sounds kind of spiritual because I think it is. And if you're eating factory farm motherfucking pigs that were screaming, and when you eat like a fucking pressed meat, you know what I mean? You're not eating one pig. You're not eating one motherfucking pig. You're eating like 150 pigs. You know how many cows? I'm going to let you guess. I think I said this on your show. I did. Todd, is I that said true? this when I did your show. Yeah, how many is it? In how many cows are in a hamburger? Did you, you do to, you know this is true? It's in the book Fast Food Nation. How, how uh, we? I, I I didn't remember, but it was cr- a crazy amount. I would love to see if you could. I know. I feel F- like I'm fifty thousands. Todd Glass, thousands. That's why if there's an outbreak of mad cow, they can't find it. You know what they're do, what they do when there's mad cow? They go fuck. How, um, you you were just you were just tra- uh, about to say something which I also agree. Forget about forget about even the what I call not the spirituality reasons of not yes. eating tortured meat. Yes. Just the scientific reasons of when it, the the, the ba- what's bad for you. Right. The spirituality, like you can't ignore that either. It's like but that's so, what I'm saying. You put that in your body. Yes. yes. It's, something it's, that's it, been. Hey, you know that thing, animal, person, whatever right. it is, right. That's been punched and right. and 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 just tortured. If you saw right. the videos, it's it's a ten on a scale right, of one to right, ten. Right. Would it be bad if I ate it yeah. now? It's already had a bad life. Can I eat yeah. it? Yeah. Can I take that thing that's pumping with fear and adrenaline? I'm sorry. I feel bad for the pig as I'm saying this. So please don't think I'm being flip. Not you, the listeners. No, you, we're we're being kind. Actually, I think we're being kind. And then you take it. It's almost like witchcraft or something. It's like the pig, uh, the, the the flesh of a tortured pig sounds like a spell to make you fat and depressed, doesn't it? <laughs> and, <laughs> that, that and how you order, you just go, I'll have the bacon at Denny's. <sighs> and then you're fucked. You're fucked. But I believe that. And, and you take something, <clears throat> here's two things that I believe. One, meat, may I, for me, has a place in, in my diet, for better or worse. I'm going to be the smoker. And I love that analogy. I'm the smoker. And I'm like, this is some bullshit. And I know about the China study that they did. All the people that were uh, – they, they basically surveyed everybody in China. You should watch the movie Forks Over Knives. They can explain it much better than I can. But uh, th- this uh, Chinese ruler had uh, cancer and then he wanted to figure out why he had cancer. And he, and he did a, a nationwide study of who was getting cancer. And it turned out the places where they were eating meat and fish as well and all that shit uh, and milk – they were getting cancer, and the people that weren't that were eating vegetables weren't getting it. This is this is that is a gross oversimplification of a huge study. But that's that's how they favor it to themselves. Now, the movie uh, that I just watched, The Perfect Human Diet, makes the argument that for our entire span, as long as we've been a species, as long as the chimpanzee evolved and started hunting and, and becoming what we are now, we've been eating meat. We've been eating lean meat. And uh, and vegetables and like you know foraging, no carbs. Carbs show up like ten. We've only been doing carbs for like I think it's ten thousand years. I watched this movie last night. I was a little lit. It was ten thousand years. I like saying that for drunk. <laughs> lit. It's better, isn't it? Fun. Yeah, it sounds like it makes it like like when you go. I was stoned. Yeah, it, that's what it is. I'm yeah. trying to I'm trying to take some of the the weed culture taboos because yeah. that's and, my. And vibe. by the way, I think they used to say I was some of those terms for liquor. Like people, uh, yeah, people get it. Yeah, yeah. lit. 
Uh, I, I can't think of any, but it does feel like an old school. Yeah. I bet they say it in Gangster Squad. Let's right. just say that. <laughs> the upcoming. So anyway, 10,000 years is when we've been eating carbs and, uh, and sugar and all the shit that like our ancestors couldn't pick, couldn't make. You like if, if we were cavemen, which would be pretty funny, I'm going to pitch that. You and me are cavemen and we see a field of wheat. All we do is go through it looking for a tiger. You know what I mean? That's all we're going to do. Right. Veganism, vegetarianism, all that sort of stuff is, is a luxury, like atheism, of the new world, of the new evolution. Now, you could certainly – you're talking to a man who – this has raw chocolate in it. This is green tea with raw chocolate and cacao. I'm an asshole all day. I have a lot of beverages on your I table I know. That's here. so many. This is tequila. I have is so, that really? Yeah. Would you like some? I haven't had any yet. I have a little shot. Why not? Here you go. Whiskey. I'll take whiskey. Um, Wait a second. Is this your trick? How you get people to open up? Open up? No, I've been drinking because I've been depressed lately. It's not good. Oh wait, I'm, I only drink when I'm happy. I, I'm happy. I, what if that's a guy who's really depressed, but he lies? He goes, "I never drink when I'm depressed. I'm always happy." He's crying, drinking. <laughs> you don't seem like you're happy. No, I am. A uh, little no ice, no ice. I'm Daniel Kino. Have some, have some whiskey. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why I do that. Give the man some more, Katie. I like the. Um... <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know why I made that about you. Can I put a pin in that thing? So atheism, veganism, vegetarianism—all new things. And when you looked at those those people, some of the more primitive uh, societies that we found in Africa, like when we first started doing some exploring stuff, they found all these groups of people that were incredibly fit, and all they did was eat was uh, things they caught. And things they picked. But now we're in this process world. Yeah, and vegetarians, and they'll admit this too, are in, in, in a trap where they're eating ho- horribly salted and processed bullshit. Soy, pro, like bullshit, like fake bacon and fake jerky and all that stuff. That's not good either. So I'm here to say, <clears throat> let's eat meat that's not fucked, like a witchcraft spell, yeah. like we were saying. Let's eat uh, responsibly um, wild fish, that sort of stuff. And we're still being assholes. I'm not here to say we're not being assholes. We're being assholes. Let's get rid of the processed stuff, including, uh, and people are might, maybe some pro-bread people are going to get mad about this, but I want to eat fewer things that aren't just what they are, simple as they are. I want to eat fucking goddamn tomatoes and kale and seeds and nuts and fucking uh, Hey, it makes sense. And you know, people are so, I'm not one of these people, but people that try to do that I, I know most people that are vegans or vegetarians that never lecture you. People give them a hard time. Yeah. And I'm not one of them, so I'm yeah, defending yeah, yeah, yeah. them. Yeah. Because I think they feel guilty. Someone shows up to your house, they're a vegetarian, and it's yeah. getting better, and we live in L.A., but back home in Philadelphia. Absolutely. Uh, they always go, they'll go like, uh, I don't eat meat. And they'll go, oh, what about the leather in your car? Hey, I'm not fucking attacking you. Right, right, So right. leave me alone. Right, right, right. You know, it's, 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 I'm not, I'm not, I didn't come here. If I attack you, then you bring up the leather in my car. Right. I had the car. Yeah. Or maybe someone goes, I had the car with leather in it before I even started doing this right, and, it's, right. and it's a process you just do yours yeah. I'll do mine I'm yeah. not it's a public thing though Mike Kaplan other vegans have been on the show the problem is, is when you're a vegan for them I believe is it's an issue that you're voting on three four times a day because that's when you're eating and everybody sees so it becomes public and it becomes political and then there's assholes like us that are worse that have their guilt their meat guilt and maybe know that maybe that's what we should be doing perhaps that's one mm-hmm. theory but also it's just kind of like I think meat in general is is just a suspension. Like we just don't want to think about it. We because it, what is it? It's life and death, and it's something that died. So it maybe makes us think of our own deaths and all this sort well, of stuff. You know, I I would get the person that said, and again, I think we both understand. There's people that say even farm raised meat 
Yeah, honest, not because it says it on a yeah, package yeah, yeah. of bonds, but someone you can go to the farm. These animals have a life and fresh water, and they right, can move right. out of their feces. And right. they, and then yes, when it is time, and they're I, eating what they're that, what they were intended. Right, to eat. right. I get there's people that even disagree with that, and I can respect that. Yeah. But what I can't understand is someone that goes, "No, we're supposed to eat meat, and it doesn't even matter if it's tortured." Yeah, like there's people out there that just. Put that out of their mind. I don't right. argue with them. Right. But I think that's funny that someone would go. Uh, they they almost think that they're tortured as hocus pocus. They're, maybe that's not the right word. Right. But like, oh, come on. Wait, wait, wait. What happened? They didn't. No. Like, if you see that video. Well, that's what I was going to say. That's what's uncomfortable. And that's what's uncomfortable for me. And I believe it's uncomfortable for you and Katie. That's I'm, real. I'm, if you if any of us saw a video mm-hmm. of the killing floor where cows are being brought in in that confusing way so they don't panic until the end. And, uh, you know, farmers are, uh, or the butchers or whatever you call it, yeah. up to their knees in blood, and fucking things are disgusting. The and pigs shit. where they take their, where they, 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 you know, they declaw them because then they scratch each other. And yeah. They, so they declaw them, but well, with no anesthesia, and they, yeah. have, they have like these big rubber mitts on so they can just hold the baby pig. And yeah. I watched one a long time ago, and it was Alec Baldwin was the voice of it. Sounds and I awesome. went, That's that'll real. take the edge off of it. <laughs> Hi, it's Alec Baldwin. Anyway. Look at this chicken. <laughs> <laughs> do, do a little more about I want to try it. It's fun. <laughs> this cow never had a chance. I didn't have a chance with Kim, but uh, that's another issue. <laughs> he keeps interjecting his life. I've had my struggles with alcohol and booze and fat. <laughs> They're taking these claws out of these chickens. God knows I've had Kim's claws in my goddamn... <laughs> Remember when I called my daughter a little pig? This little pig has it worse than my daughter. <laughs> and they're not putting this on YouTube. <laughs> ah, love you, Alec. Like, he's going to hear this. And I've you never, never know. I don't know. You never know. Where were we? Oh, wait, we see that video. And, and like, even as you describe it, I'm getting, I had a, I was like, do I stop him? <laughs> that was my thing. Mm-hmm. Because I also, I've also seen the video where they have the baby chicks and they're putting them on a conveyor belt. And they're just taking like the ones that are like a little deformed and just throwing them in the garbage. Like, just the garbage. And that's on a video. That's not fake. That's no, not... No, yeah. You know what? That's but where, where it's helped me is there's many areas in my life where I'm passionate about. And I go, how does someone just ignore it? I'm not using this. I have to get in their head. And I once said this to a friend of mine, and he affectionately said, he, he was talking about the same thing. How do people just ignore? Because he was talking about something that he was active and passionate about. Yeah. And wondering how people could ignore it. And I looked at him. I went, I guess, like, we eat meat. That's right. probably how people that don't eat right. meat feel about us. Right. And he goes. He said to me, "He goes, I fucking hate you." And I knew what he meant. Right. He, hate, he mm-hmm. hated me because I was right for making you understand that. That's how the next time you see something that you're passionate about, right. and, the, and it, you know what it teaches me. Inevitably, I hope to my goal would be to not be that person to stop eating tortured meat. I'm with you, and you know I would like to say because we're talking about it. I, I most days I don't eat meat. That's actually true. Most days, but I do eat a fuck ton of fish. <laughs> You know what I mean? So I mean that that where do you draw the line? I'm like because uh, it's like Nirvana. It's okay to eat fish because they don't have any feelings. I guess is that true? Well, that's in, that's a song lyric. Oh. But he's kind of. I mean, like a lot of vegetarians feel that way. Pescatarians, flexitarians. I'm a flegan. I'm a flexible vegan. Because I also I believe like if I go to your uh, one of your dinner parties, which this whole invitation to do this show was just to charm you <laughs> into being like, I bet Pete would be fun at one of my fucking dinner parties, uh, I, and you prepare some sort of steak or something, I'm gonna I'm gonna eat that thing. Mm-hmm. I also have that problem, and this is my bullshit. And actually, I think if I can put a pin in what you were saying, it's beautiful. Is we need to remember that we're all full of shit. 
And there's, there's something liberating about that. It's something we all have in common. You, we could be frightened by it or discouraged by it, but it's kind of nice to go like, you have the issues that you're doing well on, but it's impossible to bet a thousand on everything. So the perfect vegan who I sympathize with and I understand and, and relate to and even you know adopt a lot of their diet, uh, he's also probably being a piece of shit in some other area. Right. Because you only have so much energy. But you want to use that to make yourself stronger, not go, well, I bet you have an area you're bad in. You right. know what I mean? Like right. Instead, you want to say, well, he might, but that's the area he's good in. I, I, look, even if I wasn't trying to be a perfect human being, which, you know, perfect meaning not torturing. I always say, is are, are your problems, do, could they cause you trouble? Like, you know, there's a difference. Maybe, hopefully this will make sense. I used to crush cell phones when I got angry. Ah. You know, or any phone. I would just bang it, you know. And I've That's done my a, dad would do. amazing amount of work. I don't so do that you anymore. You should know everyone finds that terrifying. It's, especially your young son. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> I'm just saying you. my dad used to do that. It was so terrifying. Well, I I didn't used to do I rarely did it around people, and I would say if not ninety nine point nine percent didn't didn't do it around people, but I wasn't proud of it. But and I thought about something. It it didn't make it a, I still wanted that to be a quality. When did it start? Not a quality. I wanted to make that something I got rid of. Yes. And I did I would say wonders on that. Mm. But my point is that that's a problem that caused me a problem that I wanted to work on. And then there's the type of people that let their problems affect other people, like uh, an, a manager that would throw his cell phone at his assistant. Right. I don't want to be that person. Right. Hopefully my problems that I have, when I talk about being a perfect person, the problems that I have affect me. The problem with eating meat, that affects an, an animal. Yeah. So, you know, that's something I'd really like to work on. I put a lot of serious I – I went non-eating meat for about six months. Is that right? I was really proud of myself. Was it hard when you went back? Because I've done that. I've done that for like a year or so, and then like I eat a turkey burger and I just go into a coma. I, I didn't. I, I didn't. It was gr- the first time I ate it. Uh, I don't even want to say it. I was trying to think of the video to get me to not oh, eat it, and no. it didn't help. Oh well, you know why? What? Because you're a goddamn animal. It's uh, the is the message of Fantastic Mr. Fox. I love that movie. He goes, I'm a wild animal, and so are you. You uh, but a bit. you know. And um, I, you know, I'm going to try. How are you with putting your emotions on other people? Because when you're talking about smashing phones in, in silent and not letting people see that, for example, uh, I'm sorry to keep bringing this up, but I, I, I'm thinking about um, we're waiting to hear on a pilot, right? That I that I shot, and then I'm like, what will I do if it doesn't get picked up? And then I'm like, in my history, uh, my uh, you son of a bitch, it's on vibrate on the floor. That, He's <laughs> talking about my vibrate. <laughs> <laughs> no, not my phone. <laughs> no, the reason, just so you, you this will. This pig I, has a vibrator in its ass. <laughs> right before it died. <laughs> my phone vibrated, and I just wanted people I listening wanted to know it's not even on the table. My phone is on vibrate, and it's on the floor. But we did hear it a little bit. Yeah, You're saying about it. my emotions. I'm going to hear it every time. I want you to know that. Oh, you know what? <laughs> I'm being I forgot I can dick. turn it off. No, you're not. No, I am. No, you're not. Nah, I pride myself on good cell phone etiquette also. Oh, yeah. I know that about you. I've been to the improv. Ah, <laughs> that's a comedy Turn joke. your phones off. Uh, Todd, Todd does the intro video for the, uh, for the improv. Uh, and you just updated it. Anyway, w- so um, my thought is with my divorce, my wife leaves me for another man. Uh, let's say the pilot doesn't get picked up. These, these are public things. Uh, pain on the – like if a cat scratches me, this is the example I always use. Oh, yeah, let's have some booze. Cheers. Thank you for doing the show. N- number one podcast association. <laughs> Did you, are you laughing at the bit? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like there's 
legitimacy to it. Number one. There you go. Number one from the Podcasters Association of America. So here, here's my thought. Uh, when my wife and I split, uh, that's generous. When my wife started fucking somebody else and decided to marry him, I went on the road for about five months, and it was perfect. And we just talked about this on the show, listened to Counting Crows and, and smoked and drank alone in hotels. And that's what I wanted to do because I learned that, I think, from my father, that you don't really show emotion. So when I hear you talking about putting the premium the quality on like no one saw me smashing these phones. Do you have – are you uncomfortable? And I'm not assuming. I'm wondering if you're like me and you're uncomfortable with people seeing you in any stor- sort of weakness or like overcome in anger or sadness or anything. No, no. The, the, I, I, hold on. Let me answer that question properly. I – the only reason I didn't do that – in front of people is because I realized it's bad enough to do it to myself. It's not a good emotion. Even if no one's around, I'm still uh-huh. affecting myself. Right. But at least I had the ability to go. And that's certainly not something you want to do to other people when someone sure. has a fit of rage. Uh, I, I rarely do that. I can't give myself that much credit for it. It's probably just not in me. I, when I'm When I'm around other people, I always say this. It's not that I'm hiding that I'm sad. It's not that I'm hiding that I might be angry. The majority of the time when I'm around other people, I actually get into a good mood or I wouldn't go out. You put yourself in a good mood. Yeah, like I I like being around other people. Uh, I don't get depressed. Oh, do you mean they get you in a good mood or do you mean you put yourself in a good mood or do you mean both? They get me in a good mood. They get you in a good mood. Yeah, so if I'm around, like even if I have to do my pod, I don't really get depressed, I say, but I get into funks. I don't know why I I don't, I have a respect to depression, I say that because I know depression is a a separate thing, but I get into funks, but... I'm usually pretty even-spirited yeah. around people. I'm usually – I don't want to be one of those people that, you know, just goes off and then – because once I do it, I've done it, of course, and I feel really disgusting. What, flipped out on even, people? And by the way, when I say flipped out, if you saw a video, it would probably be mild to other people. Yeah. But if I ever go, you know, just don't deal with it in a way that I would want to be dealt with. Mm-hmm. You know, I try to be like – I know how I am when I want to be corrected. I prefer people <laughs> – do it calmly and slowly and maybe even go, listen, I maybe list a few good qualities about me and then While go, but listen, this, yeah. and then that's the way I try to deal with other people. But if you are blowing up at somebody, uh, which is completely understandable, people do it every day, uh, is it that incident or is it a culmination of all the incidents that you let go and then that's the last one and you can't take it? You mean on one specific area? Meaning Daniel Kino is being just a piece of shit. <laughs> you keep seeing this goddamn Russian piece of shit. And, he's, and he always looks like he has a secret, like he just pickpocketed an old woman. And so you're so tired of Daniel Kino's shit. And then I do something, uh, you know. No. And then you're, you're kind of venting. No, I don't do that. You keep it case by case. I can keep it case by case. I, I'm thinking if I could give you a specific example. It wouldn't actually be Daniel Kino. <laughs> Daniel's – I know you're kidding. Uh, yeah, I'm kidding. He's actually great with me with just being able to be very honest with – we have an oh, incredibly – He's great. Um, uh, you know, I can give you an example. Please. Do you want to hear one? People love examples. <laughs> <laughs> so people love examples. <laughs> like you're trying to make me feel good. Oh, people love examples. No, and you know what's weird is I completely meant it. I was like, it's going to be great. Well, I don't know. Okay. My, my, and I only want to, and I'm going to give you a little bit so it explains it's my ego saying this. Um, my, uh, uh, I, I, um, my friend, <clears throat> yes, uh, uh, 
Oh, yeah, yeah. Hold on. How do I get into this? Are you trying to take out the the disparaging parts? No, no, no. Um, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Here's, here's I've done that. Uh, here's on the, this show. I'll tell you a different story. Um, a while back, uh, a friend of mine's intern needed a place to stay, and uh, I own my home. So I said, "Yeah, okay." And I'm trying to pay my mortgage off, so it was like a thousand dollars a month. I'm like, "Yeah, that'll that'll be nice," and I'll get some extra income. I'm trying to say this this way so people don't think I have a roommate at my age. I understand. Uh, so he lived there, and he had a dog. And he wouldn't clean up the dog shit. Who? This isn't a real no, story. No, I swear to God, to George Carlin. <laughs> no, this has to do with when I finally get angry, how bad I feel. I love this story already because you're already in the right. So, so What's worse than but literal shit being left in your home? There's still a way to deal with people, though. So I would come home, and I, I liked the dog, actually, in the house. It was Little good dog? energy. A bulldog. Okay, those we were, are those are medium sized shits. <laughs> those aren't the. They little, were pretty big. They're not tootsies and they're not human size. But I liked the dog. I had an affection for the dog, and I thought, you know, sometimes Todd, life in your house means that there might be a little poop in the yard here and there. I understand. I'm very crazy. I'm very organized. Yes. And I asked him nicely. I said, "Hey, Rob, you gotta keep up on that. I want to be." Uh, I, I hope this all leads to a place to tell you when I finally flipped out. Yeah. I hope it all. Uh, I said, I, I, um, I said, if you forget one day. That's what I want it to be. And that'll mean there's two shits in the yard. But right. it's got to be every day. And the price you pay is because I have a fenced in yard. Other people have to get up and walk their dogs. Right. But it can't be you do it at the end of the week. Right. And it got forgotten about. Yeah. And then it happened again. Then I laminated a note and put it on his door. I was even kind what the note said. I didn't want to say, don't forget to pick up the shit. I said, remember the yard. Hung it on his window to out back. Just the way he'd remember it every day. He took it down. Oh. Then I thought if he took it down, it's his way of going, I got this. And then I said, Rob, I go, if you don't, and again, I was calm. I go, Rob, I don't want to be your dad. I go, I don't have children. I don't want to be an authoritative figure. I really don't. It's a, I get to feel young because I get to hang out with people that are 19 and people that are 50. And I don't yeah. want to, I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to, because I know you. Yeah. I go, today, I'll tell you what I did. I took nine loads of shit with the poop scooper and I put it in front of your door because I knew that you would never forget to do it again. Is this happening? No, yeah, this, all, this all happened. But listen, no, it gets better and worse. <laughs> After I put the nine loads of shit, because there'd be no defying that there were nine loads in the yard. An hour later, guess what I did? <laughs> you provided the loads. No, they were from no, the no, dog. No, no, I mean the dog and you and your negligence. I yes. only had nine loads because there's a problem. Exactly. It's not like I went to neighboring yards. Right. right. I didn't put it on Craigslist. Right. I need shit. You found shit. You had a never-ending surplus. Nine loads. Nine loads. That's so, a lot of laundry. But, but listen to this. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean that's a lot? Loads of laundry. Oh, right. I'm having a stroke. So I put... <laughs> <laughs> So I put it there, but this all has this comes full circle with how to deal with aggression and how to do, you you can be right, but you can be wrong in the way you deal with it. Guess what? An hour later, I cleaned it all up um. because I go. That's not the way I want to communicate with somebody. I cleaned it all up. I had to Clorox it. I hosed it down. And then when he got home, I said, "Rob, I want to tell you what I did today." I go. I don't want to operate that way. It's a very passive aggressive way. I told him what I did with the shit. I told him I cleaned it up. I go, Rob. I don't know what to do. I don't. I don't want to have the theory that well, I asked you eight times and then I could yell. But he goes, I, I will keep up on it. I go. Do you understand? Like I just don't. I have friends in it. Night. We walk into the yard to the fire pit. Yeah, we step yeah, in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, I go. Do you understand? I go, Rob. And here's the last thing I said. By the way, the next time is when I get upset. I go. You need to defend yourself. I go. If you that feel like if, if, if your friends were around when I'm not here, and you go, geez, I know he's right, but God, I mean, I, I usually clean it up on Saturdays. Now's your time to look me in the eye. Even if we agree to disagree, yeah. say to me, 
oh, well, Todd, it's your house. I didn't want to tell you this, but like, yeah, I can't pick it up every day. I got to get up at six in the morning to go to work. And yeah, yeah, yeah. tell me, tell me. Yeah, he goes, present no. Present your argument. No. He goes, my dog has a good life because of this house. And you got a fenced in yard. The dog can go in and out all day at my apartment. The dog was stuck inside for 12 hours a day. He goes, you're right. And next week, it was all over again. And I walked into the house, and I'm going to, here's what I did. I go, Rob, I go, you know what? I'm still wrong because I'm raising my voice, but I don't know what to do anymore. I don't have the ability, like a a, a teacher that would work with children, that would know no matter what happens, you can't yell. But are you of stable mind? You understand what I'm saying? Because the only other answer I know to this, Rob, is you have to move out three months early. So I don't know what to do, but you have to move out. Do Do you have to move out? Do you understand what I'm saying? Do, do, so because I don't know what to do, but it's, it can't be like that. So if you have to move out, you have to move out. <laughs> Look at how angry Todd was. Guess what I felt <laughs> what? right afterwards? Pure shitty. Oh come on! I felt shitty. I, My hand was shaking because mm. I don't want to be talked to like that. But I wanted you to feel good when you do it. <laughs> I wanted you to at least get the relief and be like, no, yeah. I felt really bad. I've been yelled at as a as, as a younger person, as an older person, and been known my dad was technically dead right, mm-hmm. but I still got, I don't like being yelled at. Mm-hmm. And then I said, you know, I was like, you know, hey, like, you know, he's, he was going out with his girlfriend that night. I said, oh, here's a bottle of wine. And then I pulled him aside. I said, Rob, I don't, he goes, no, no, you're right. Stop, 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 stop. But I go, I felt I don't feel you didn't good even yelling. I swear you didn't call him a goddamn piece of dog shit. No, I was pretty in, in anger. You're right. I didn't. I made sure of that, that I didn't go, what are you? I That's even great. felt bad when I went, are you of. Because at that point, I'm going, are you of sane mind? I go, yeah. Rob, I should take the tone yeah. out of that. Like, yeah. I'm really asking. Like, yeah. I'm looking at you like, we, we, what do you need to know that, like, you, you're going to have. But anyway. But you know what? Then what happened? It's been good ever since. He's still in your home? Uh, to, for another month, yeah. Oh, this is recent? Yeah, this isn't that long ago. <laughs> I don't know why I thought it was a long, long time no, ago. No, 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 And you know what my friend said that was really good advice? Uh, my friend, almost Dr. Kevin, he said something else. He goes, Todd, you're a full-grown adult. Yes. He goes, you're trying to, you know, you have someone living with you because you can get a little extra cash and it helps you because you weren't trying to pay your mortgage down. Right, right. He goes, but the truth of the matter is, and I love this advice. It's not his fault. You know, he's 23, you know, and he, that's what happens. And he, I go, you know what, Kevin? I love that advice. Because it doesn't make it any better. It doesn't get rid of the dog shit or whatever the problem would be. Right. Because at the end of the day, that's a problem. Live by yourself. Like, right. you don't want to live with someone at this point in your life, you know? Uh, well, I like that. I, it's, this is a huge spiritual and philosophical quandary, this whole story. And it relates to me very deeply. Because, okay, um, Oh, can I say one more thing before you go? Yeah, I'm not, a, I'm I not hope, going. I, I, no, I mean, I know, you, I know, I know, I know. I know what you meant. But I will absolutely say this. Dealing with people like that, here's the problem. And I hope I sort of, if I'm completely wrong, it's all right. Hit but me. it'll defend you before you maybe deal with a problem that you have with always being calm. Yes. Here's what blows about it. Some people only know you're mad, and it depends how they were raised, right. when you yell. Right. So even if someone only knows that, like right. that's how they're programmed to know. When you're like, I know you can't do that. Yeah. And when they hear that voice, that's yeah. when they know I got to fucking right. buckle up. Yep. That They will never do anything or change until if they're programmed from a young child yes. or whatever age and every bo- job, when, when, that, when they know when you're yelling, right. that you're sort of fucked because right. 
how do you deal with someone in your life that you go, I'm not going to yell like that. Right, right, right. If that's what you, uh, that's what you react to when I right. finally go off. Because when I finally did go off like that, it did change. And it, people, it's, it feels like it's attention and it's, it's kind of like uh, maybe not love, but some people learn that that's well, what he's, they're looking for. Yeah, he learned that uh, that's when someone's at their wit's end when they yell. Right. A little thing I started to do with people, and it's still probably yelling. Maybe you consider it a trick to yell. I go, I don't want you to confuse that because I'm being calm. I'm being calm with you because th- I realize sometimes when you have rage in your body, it's still your job to discuss it like a human being with someone. Yeah. But I want you to know that I'm not as calm as I'm discussing it with you. Right. And then sometimes I'll say, I know you might think this is yelling at you. And one time I showed someone, do you want to know what was in me when that happened? And I went off for 10 seconds. I was like, God, dude. Yeah. And like that was my way of saying, just because I'm calm. But that is a problem sometimes. Some people only relate to being yelled at. And then if you aren't a yeller, it's hard to get them to get what you want done. But couldn't you say, Todd, and you're talking to a brother in arms, in non-arms, meaning (laughs) I'm not a yeller. I don't yell. I I speak calmly. and And I'm easy to shame. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you could be like, I've, I've asked you four times and I would be like, I would get a cold sweat. Like you being late. I didn't yell. I didn't. I texted you that it was okay. And yet you have this internal punishment system and that's operable. Like if a girlfriend is mad at me, she just send me a text that uh, doesn't end in an exclamation point and I'll know something's wrong or, <laughs> or I'll perceive something's wrong. I'll be like, she wrote okay, period. What? <laughs> Fuck I do. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's me. But then couldn't you say that yelling, you're saying I want to speak to you like a human being. Wouldn't you say that yelling at somebody is speaking to them like a human being? You mean like a civil human being. Like a civil being. human being. But I mean like I'm not trying to be too therapisty here. But isn't there – it sounds to me like there's a place and an acceptance where you can be like, this is how this motherfucker respond. this is what he responds to and I will give it to him. I'd rather get rid of somebody. Like if I had a show where I had a staff of writers because I've never really been in a situation except for like my podcast where people, you know, yeah. uh, pretty much are, you know, donating their time except, you know, Katie's the only one that, you know, um, is, you know, hired by Nerdist. It's very, you know, you don't want to like really like, you know, you can only ask so much of them because they're donating their time. But if I was in like a show and everyone was being hired and I had someone that wasn't working, I don't know. I would hope I would just go pull them and go, listen, if you, you react to yelling, it, it's probably probably just you're going to have to not work here anymore because I'm not <laughs> going to get there. I will not yell on a daily basis because yeah. if you get if you have one person that reacts to that, then you have two. The next thing you know, you're walking a, your whole life's around, you know, whenever there's problem, I should say, yelling at people going, yeah. well, I have to do it. No, I'd rather just go, you know, no, you can't. Here's the philosophical part for me, the spiritual part for me. Uh, people, it's fun to play a game. Which documentaries is Pete watching? And right now I'm watching a lot of Buddhist documentaries. And we're talking about, I like yeah, that. you into it? Yeah. Some you know what ones. I like about, they just said something. Richard Gere narrated. Really? Sound exactly like Alec Baldwin. <laughs> Someone just read me a quote that in Buddha it said, when science ever disproves something we believe, it won't be a fight. And I fucking love that. The opposite of most religions. Oh, interesting. It says, no, no. If, if, if they come and they prove something, that we go, it won't be a fight. Yeah. We'll learn. Uh-huh. I thought, I like that. Evolving like, religion. Love Buddha even more now. Yeah, give me some Buddha. He just wants to be awoke, and we all, and we all want to be Buddha. Now, what we're saying, my Buddhist thought here, and I'm not an expert. I'm not a vegan expert. I'm not, I'm not really an expert in anything. But uh, talking about suffering and, and that we create it in our mind. Okay, so I'm with you 100%. I come home and I put on noise-canceling earphones immediately because my downstairs neighbors uh, play um, music a lot. And I've said this on the show before. It's music that I actually kind of enjoy. And it's not really their fault because the floor is very thin. Like if someone sneezes, 
it would be reasonable for me to say bless you and they would hear me say it. And you know what I mean? So I get it. But it's kind of like we're roommates and it, it angers me because I don't, I don't play music and I don't play things loudly. At least I don't think I do. I'm very pretty careful about that. Now, you see the dog shit and I see my neighbor playing music. And unfortunately, my first response when I hear – like I hear him kind of – look how I was about to talk about it. I hear this idiot – He's not an idiot. He's a nice guy. Go over to his stereo and play his stupid idiot music. <laughs> and I hate him. And I immediately begin fantasizing about smashing it or like some, putting speakers on the floor and letting him fucking enjoy some Weezer for five hours. You know what I mean? Just like I have this vi- like negative reaction and you had the negative reaction to seeing the shit. <clears throat> now – in both cases, we're suffering. I'm suffering because of my neighbor, and you're suffering because of the dog shit. I wonder, is it delusional or if it's good? And the Buddhist thing is that we create that. That happiness and, and contentment and enlightenment is we have the, the potential for that in any moment, in any moment. In fact, most philosophies would say all we have is this moment, this one right now that's going in the past because everything you hear is actually a memory of what you heard. <laughs> so it's already gone. I can't even talk about it. This is what we have. So you see the shit – and is there is it a better Todd that just picks up the shit? Can I tell you something? You're you're really taking what my friend Kevin said to another level. <laughs> like you know, you said he goes, Todd, you're you're an adult and you're trying to pay down. You know, you're trying to get yeah. a little extra income. Yeah. And then you think I kept and first I thought I'll do it for three months, but you know it's thousand dollars a month. I'm like I, you know, uh, but you're right. Again, you're right. If I'm getting that thousand dollars a month, you know what I should have done. He's not doing it. He's not doing it. That's his age. Or I shouldn't just – I don't like to give people get out of jail card for their age because he's 23. Right now, there's an 18-year-old kid that would be very, right, right, right. very aware. No, I'm yeah. staying at someone's house. But the bottom line is he isn't. So you know what? Pay the gardener an extra $50 a month and say, could you come twice a week? You're right. Yeah. Because I created that by myself. You and created I, the suffering. I did. I, I'll give you that. It's funny. I would have never gotten there. It's sort of what my friend Kevin said, but you took, you gave me, you really spelled it out for me. Like, go pick up the shit. But I don't know if I'm right. I'm putting that to you. You're talking to a I man. I think you are right. You're talking to, I, but I, I, I want you to know, again, brothers in no arms, I would also be furious. I would get mad and like, and, and harbor it. But then what am I doing? I'm just perpetuating misery for myself. I'll tell you why you're right in this situation to Hit bring me. clarity because there might be someone listening going – I always picture two people listening and they look at each other and the, maybe the wife's looking at the husband. See, if it bothers you, you should pick it up. No, uh, no, no. Uh, Not with a husband and wife or a significant other yes. because then you have to work on a relationship and you have to understand each other. Right. This is a short-term situation. Yes. If I want the money – then pick it up. Stop. Right. You're only angering yourself. Right, 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 right. So I would say, yeah, you're probably right. It's interesting. You know, one of the things that I'm looking to evolve for, and I, I bet you could help me with this, it's, it's a little bit about what we're talking about, is other people. I realized I was like, oh, I, I haven't – like I told you, I'm in a funk right now, and it's, it's been lasting like three or four days. It's okay. It'll be fine. Uh, the guests are getting to talk a lot more on my show. <laughs> That's actually the byproduct of what's happening. I only want to do Pete's show when he's in a funk. <laughs> Pete wants you to do his show. How's he feeling? Yeah, he's feeling great. <laughs> he Tell feels him great. I'm busy. White hot ego. <laughs> I can't do it. Let me know when something, like, something gets him. Uh, the idea – so I was, I was thinking – I was like, my life is wonderful – I'm very, 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 very grateful for my life, as I, I'm assuming you are as well. Uh, you were talking – you said something beautiful. 
the idea that we hang out with 19-year-olds and we hang out with 50-year-olds. I hang out with fucking new comedians fresh off the fucking out of college. Some of them didn't go to college. They just came here and they're my friends. One of my, one of my best friends is Chris Thayer. He's like 26. I don't even fucking know. But then I'll also hang out with Eddie Pepitone. You know what I mean? Who's like 100. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. I'm joking. We're joking. <laughs> We're having fun. Uh, but that, that's one of the things I'm grateful for. Me too. This wonderful community that is forced upon me. The, this podcast I'm grateful for. I'm sorry to deviate here. But I'm just saying I – say, I've said this many times. You and I – and I don't think this is bad. I'm not judging us. Wouldn't be like let's sit down and hang out. Like I had dinner with Bo Burnham last night. It's not the same as a podcast. It's better when we have the Heisenberg principle and we know people are watching us and we, and we like to perform and it makes the conversation better. And Katie's watching and all this sort of stuff. It's fun. I'm grateful for that as well. The thing that I want to evolve in my own life and I, I, and I want to hear you talk about this is an appreciation of other people. Because when you were saying that you like for your, your dinner parties, for example, entertaining – uh, hanging out, you seem more social than I am, and I tend to retreat, uh, which people wouldn't expect that, I don't think, based on my stand-up and how I come off on this podcast. But like a lot of the times, uh, like I just can't stand the idea of going out. Like I'm going to a party on Sunday, and I'm not really looking forward to it. And I, I, I'm wondering... How has that always come naturally to you, the idea that you're like, other people, that's good. I associate that with good. Well, I'm probably not completely far from you. I definitely like my situation, uh, you know, to create a situation. If I'm in a bar and I can't find a corner, mm-hmm. I will go literally fall asleep, eyes shutting. But if I'm stimulated by my <laughs> – I mean, no exaggeration. If we get to a bar – let's say you're on the road. I'm making the D.C. improv and they go out to a bar and whatever the reason is, it's not as – you know, it's not like a bar where people are playing pool and we can get our corner and yeah, go outside. I love a and, corner. Yes. Yeah, when you every time you say corner, it makes me feel like I'm wearing a temperature <laughs> mattress. I, it makes me so, I meant a blanket, but yes, it makes me corner. Happy. Maybe go outside. I'm a smoker, not more a drinker. Go get our corner and be silly. The minute it gets too loud, where I can't be uh, stimulated by the conversation, I literally will start nodding off. Now, if I'm stimulated, I could be up till seven in the morning. I'll uh-huh. stay up all night, uh-huh. but. I don't like to go out to masses, but I cre- uh, the reason I have a lot of people over to my house and I have a fire pit, because, yeah, it's one of my favorite things to do. Just I, you know, love stand-up comedians. Uh, and I love a lot of people in the business. I love having people over to my house. And I will literally be sitting around with everybody and go inward and go, I am so fucking lucky, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. But but I have a theory on that. It's I'm so lucky theory. Hmm. Um, you don't really get credit when things are great. You know, when things are great, maybe someone's like, let's say they're on vacation. I picture they're on the beach and they turn to each other and go, we should really be appreciative of our lives. Yeah. But can you apply it when things get bad? Mm-hmm. And that's when I give – I will be honest. I, if I can do it, if I can snap myself out of a, a funk or it lost in traffic like today and mm-hmm. go, Todd, stop it. You, you be appreciative of this right, is not right, – right. And I can do it. Mm-hmm. I will be so proud of myself. Yeah. To go. but an ability I, to step outside of yourself. Step outside of myself. Yeah. But I am able to do it a lot with my friends. But I don't know if I answered your question. I, I mean, no, I, I, that was a weird question. First of all, so but I loved what you just said. But that that idea of, of of getting outside of ourselves and 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 being grateful when we're not on vacation, yeah, and all that sort of stuff. But I, see, when I hear you say that. I bet I wonder if we're similar because my ideal situation. We've said this on the show. It my heaven is dinner parties is the idea of like every it's, it's not too loud people can, people can break off into little groups you know what i mean we know people we know everybody really it's pretty controlled maybe there's a couple wild cards 
Fucking uh, Natasha brought some weird girl or something. Sometimes that's a good energy to have. Yeah, it can be really fun. We used to go camping, and we always said, don't bring, got to be careful who you bring camping. Somebody would bring a wild card, and finally we got rid of the wild card. We told everyone, don't bring a friend of a friend. Don't bring a friend you love. I have friends I love. I don't bring them camping. Oh, I love them, but they're not good around other people. Right, right, right. So eventually we got rid of all the wild cards, and guess what we realized? You need a couple. Sometimes one is fun. (laughs) (laughs) One girl whispered like a Daniel Kino secret. Sometimes a wild card. This one girl around the campfire once, she had like, when she got drunk, she got really crazy. Yeah. And one night she was like, she told, she started going, I know this seems crazy, but believe me, we're all there when she went to bed with her boyfriend going, oh my God. Wow. She was like getting drunk and it's dark. We're in the, you know, you're having a fire pit and you're camping. Yeah. And she was like, ah, suck my pussy. <laughs> and we're like, oh my God. And then her boyfriend wasn't stopping her. We're like, can you imagine? Like, but then we talked about that for years. We're like, we got to get that suck my pussy girl back on these camping trips. <laughs> suck my puss? Suck my puss. What's suck my puss doing? Get suck my puss yeah, in here. Where's suck my puss? You know who I miss? We're sitting, me and you by campfire with a cup of beans. That's what people do when they're camping. You know who I miss? Suck my puss. Suck yeah. my puss. I really liked her. She was a free spirit. Yeah. You're absolutely right, man. It's a delicate balance. Because I was boring myself thinking about all people I know, only people I know. And I wonder why I don't do that more often. I'm going to invite you. I'm not just saying it. If oh. I tell, trust me now. This is going to happen. Okay. I think you would Mission accomplished. love uh, a party at my house. Podcast over. Thanks for being here. <laughs> oh, that's, all. <laughs> that's all I wanted. We do, we do. I've said it before on my podcast, but it's more than that. The silly dancing alone. Like Blake uh, Wexler's a new comedian, uh-huh. and his girlfriend Jarlene comes over, and anybody who comes, people that work on the podcast, silly dancing means yes. silly dancing. Yes. If you're comfortable, for whatever reason, Blake Wexler, every time, and I have a little PA system set up in my living room, it is pitch dark, and we play some weird, silly music. <laughs> and everybody gets into this place, and we just put, and I bit after bit, my new favorite bit to do is, in the middle of my, like, I'm having people over, maybe 10, I go like this, I go, yeah, every, get out, everyone out. I thought you were fun. I thought everyone was going to be fun. I thought you were going to dance. And everyone knows. They'll go, no, no, Todd, we'll dance. I go, oh, put on a song. But I mean, you guys sitting around like lumps of shit. And then I turn the music on and everyone starts silly dancing. I go, now you guys are being fun. If you want to stay, you can stay. And then an hour later, we'll go by and we'll all be talking and enjoying the talking, you know. Yes. And then I'll do it again an hour later. I go, everyone out! <laughs> I thought you guys were going to be silly dancing and having a good time. It's like nothing. Uh, <laughs> yes. People, Blake Wexler, for whatever the reason, his silly dance. And this really explains what I mean by silly dance. He, for whatever the reason, acts like he's carrying a food tray around in a crowded restaurant. I almost spit out a fine Mexican liquor. That is so funny. And he'll walk around with the food tray, like up, down, up, like up with the food tray, down with the food tray. But he's got it over on his shoulder, and he'll just go everywhere with the food tray. And you know what? As much as I could uh, tease him affectionately, I don't. Because whatever he's doing, he's in a space of he's hearing the music and Mm. just doing what he wants, Mm -hmm. and everybody gets into it. And I then, you're that you're this is a ministry that's you're a prophet <laughs> you're a goddamn prophet because that okay you're making me think of a couple things one is one time Chelsea of all people we were at the improv and we're in the front part and we just danced for no reason and there it wasn't the music wasn't even that loud and it was so Fun. fun and I was like why don't we do this all the time I know why I do I don't do it all the time I, I actually might do a bit about how tall people dancing everybody tends to look at the tall guy <laughs> he's like the lighthouse in the sea of other people dancing and I don't have any moves or anything but silly dancing is so great then I was at the uh, uh, what's it called 
Claremont Lounge in Atlanta with Chris Thayer. And the kid, it was like funk night. And we're dancing. Have you ever been there? Mm-mm. You got to go. Book a show in Atlanta just to go to the Claremont Lounge. Trust oh, wait. The Claremont, is that where the strippers? Yeah, the strippers. Oh, they took me there. Yes. Finish no, your story. My story. Here's the pin in my story, and then it's all you. I, I looked at Chris Thayer, and again, not making fun at all, the kid was in a trance. He wasn't dancing, I don't, I'm not one to judge, well, necessarily, quote-unquote, well. There, a circle wasn't forming, and like, look <laughs> at our Messiah. It wasn't that. But he was gone. I, and I was so envious of him. Sober, dancing, no drugs, no drinking, nothing, and, and went to fucking Saturn and brought the funk. And I watched this kid dance. And, and you know, I don't know if this is important, he was dancing... Pretty much with a topless black man. So even dancing to the point where even your ego of like, I don't want to look gay. He was dancing with probably a gay man. I don't know. He didn't give a shit. Who? What's his name? Chris Thayer. I like him already. I love this I probably kid. met him. It's one of those people I see him. I go, oh, Chris. But you don't, you know. You're... I actually don't know if you know him. I'm no. going to let you off the hook. But he... the fact that you're right, that like he was able, that's just such a great scenario to let himself go. He, his eyes were rolling back a little bit because they were mostly closed. So all I could see was white. It looked kind of scary. Was he high or drunk? Or not nothing, that, that matters. Nothing. Because it's only truth medicine. So and I and he was alone too. That's the other thing. When I'm dancing, like I'm, I'm like, am I with this person? Am I with this person? It all went away. And it, it, it I, I love the term ministry. It ministered to me watching his good example. And the music was so loud. It was being played by this old man in a pink fedora with like a boa. And I was like, oh, our plane crashed. We're in heaven. <laughs> like we've gone to some other life and we just live with old strippers for eternity. So tell me your clear. Uh, 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 one other thing real quick. Oh, as, 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 you're, as you start to talk about like that story of just, you know, some of the stuff we do starts out as silly. But as we're sitting here, oh, maybe yeah, looking yeah, yeah. at it from more in, in, you know, more introspective, maybe look like we started this thing a while ago. It sounds a little morbid, but like we're. One night, like I have, I have like this, the the uh, my i laptop set up, and Chris Burden, who works on the show, doing the sound, will mm-hmm. sometimes come to a party and basically do sound for me. Mm-hmm. Like it's great to have like Rory Scovel go. There's something I need to tell everybody, and then he'll start playing sad violin music, just all impromptu shit. Yeah. And one day I go, let's may pretend we all look. It's a little morbid, but I think it's good. We passed away. How would you say? What would you say? And by the way, here's the deal. It's got to be real. If a parody of it could be funny, too. Yes. But that's not this. That's not if, what we're if, doing. If you're doing that, if you want to do that, let's say after we're done this, you want to go, oh, let's make it like things you want to hear. That's another bit. Maybe you go, oh, Todd was so annoying. That's But this is real. Meaning you're dead. And some they're talking about us at our funeral. Okay, so you died. I, and we, I'm going to talk about you. We all picked anybody we wanted. Fuck you, man. And you know Fuck what? Fuck you every day. I did it with Dave <laughs> Rath there once. Hey, bud. And I started... <laughs> <laughs> to get real emotional like i started to get real like upset because i realized like i really do feel that way about him but only and in this stupid little silly bit we're doing yeah it made me realize like how special he was and how and and how what a what a just a he's by the way he's he's, he's, he's oozing with affection yeah and and it's it's to be admired. He yeah, really I, I, is. I, His, Dave is my manager. Is he your manager? No, no. Uh, we I had, didn't even know he was your manager. We had lunch yesterday, and he gave me a tuxedo for this party I'm dreading Aww. on Sunday. <laughs> but that's the kind of friendship he is. He's he's a he's a he's a very. Um, hey, cat. 
That's my impression. His <laughs> assistant. Uh, his cat. Hey, cat. And to my credit, you'll like this. That's why I'm interrupting you. I will go in his office and I will try and do my Dave Rath impression to see if his assistant will just respond. Does she? So Yes. I'm very <laughs> proud of it. I'll go, hey, cat. She goes, yeah. <laughs> like, no, like, like she, did, she thought it was him. Anyway, keep going. Dave Rath. But that was Living thing. Wake. You're yeah. doing living weight. Well, that's what he wanted me to do at his wedding. He, but I never did it. He goes, I, I want you to go up like yeah. I, I right. That's yeah. when I, uh, yeah, that's I, where we hung out I have realized I had an affection for you. Yes, yes. I always, I, I told this a few times, but like I, I was smoking pot, and you have to find a safe zone. And whenever I came to your table at yes. the wedding, I felt like oh, I think I'll stay here for a while. It seems like a good area to good like, vibe, vibe. Yeah, that was a good vibe. That was a nice pocket in the pool. But anyway, good yeah, I try to, you know. No, like, I love that. I, you know. I want. I loved doing your podcast, and if anyone's listening to this and hasn't heard that, not even for me. If you just want to hear what I'm looking for, <laughs> you had a drum set. I'm looking for play in my life. I'm looking for green lights, and I'm looking for yes and, and I'm looking for bits. But I'm also looking for serious things, like what you just said, is a bit. But it. But it. But, but it's, it's got a little. It's, it's got heart. Yeah. Yeah. The it's, playing. It sounds so cliche, mm. but like I, I told somebody once, if, if someone said, you have 15 seconds to spiritually move somebody. Now, granted, I'd love five minutes or an hour sure, if sure, I could, sure, but sure. let's say, no, you have 15 seconds. I go, uh, just whatever's cliche, live your life by it. It didn't become cliche for no reason. Yeah, that's great. And the one is the playing. I mean, yeah, Mr. Yeah, yeah. Rogers talked about that. It's like, you don't want to lose it. No. You don't want to dry up. Mm-mm. <clears throat> That's why I always say kids – I always used to say like when I hung out with uh, – you know, as I got older and I would hung out, hang out sometimes – sometimes as young as like, you know, very young. You know, the business we're in, sometimes you can be around 17, 18, 19. Sure, sure, sure. Sometimes I was – you know, I'm, you're, you're working on a show and there's an actor who's 14. Yeah. I've, and, I've done that. Yeah, and you in genuinely – make, he makes you laugh. Uh, Christy Lauren, who is on I Hate My Teenage Daughter, is a friend of mine. And, and she, here, it's important to the story. She's an attractive whatever she is. I honestly don't know what she is. She might be 16, 17. And I remember one time we were doing a tape night and we danced like silly pantses. There was nothing – I don't need to tell you this. There I get what nothing, you're going to say. I get what you're going to say. I'm about to say there was nothing sensual about it because right. people fucking thought I was a creepo. I guess. My, my fellow writers gave me shit about it. But it was like super fun and it was like super – look, I don't want to get into that Michael Jackson territory. Maybe he was having silly sleepovers. But like <laughs> – silly sleepovers. But I'm just saying – Oh, I'm getting hot thinking about it because there's such a stigma about that. I remember being deeply embarrassed that people were like, you shouldn't dance with young girls. I'm like, in front of 500 people? I wasn't, you know what I mean? Yeah, the I, studio I, audience was there. Right, right, right. And they were clapping to the goddamn beat because I look like a puppy that stood up and I'm dancing with a child. That's what puppies that stand up do. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I'm with you. It's like I get it how people could make the joke, but look, sure. the bottom line is like, you know, kids. I used to say when I would ha- be hanging out with someone who was younger, I used to go, God, they have such an adult sense of humor. And I realized, no, 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 no. <laughs> we have a child's like sense of humor. And then it's sucked out of you as you right, get older. But right. kids are just, you know, they get it at a very young age. They're silly. And what do kids do? They always role play. They might not call it role playing, but when you hang around 14, 15, 16, you're at that age. That's when you start going, oh, what if you were this guy? And what if you yeah, were that? And yeah, everyone's yeah, so yeah, excited yeah, yeah, and role playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and you imitate people. Yes. And you. And that's back before impressions had to be good. And I've come back to that place. That's why I love impressions. Now, my impressions aren't good. I don't think they're good, but I love them. I think they're perfect. Do you understand? Both mm. of those things are true. I don't think they're good, and I think they're perfect. I used to do every teacher, every coach, everybody. And we all used to. Mm. I want to get back to that place. The idea of marshalling fun has been coming up on the show lately, and I'm troubled by it. I really think that's a weird 
I don't want bullying is such a hard word these days, and I understand that there's very severe bullying. But that type of bullying that stops people from having fun, I understand it's part of growing up. Hey, stupid, there's no Santa Claus. Fucking stop it. I get that. That's part of life. But then there's also like, and this is the example I used on the last episode, was like, don't do the chicken dance at a wedding. Chicken dance is fun. Oh, it's do like, the chicken dance. Yeah, do Matt, the chicken it's dance. It's funny you say the chicken dance. Because yeah. when, when I first did the silly dance party at my house, yes. I said to everyone, like, I go, if I had a bar, that's how it all started. What type of bar you have? And I would be the doorman at the bar. Yeah. And I would go, all right, uh, stop the music. <laughs> Those people, get them out of here. They would be treated like they basically just took a beer bottle, uh, a glass a vodka bottle and banged it on the floor. That's yeah. how they, what do you, I, you're supposed to dance silly. <laughs> you want to do the chicken dance? You do the fucking chicken dance. Yes. You want to put your hand on your nose and do the old, you know, the swimming thing? You do it. None of that bullshit, but I always include the chicken. Do the chicken yes. dance. Yes. But we're looking for permission. To be, so, that's and why. And we can that, give that, each other permission. Mm-hmm. That's, go. Yeah, that's hit it. I guess that's what that's why. Thank God this business because it must be harder to be in a regular traditional job and find those people. So yeah. you know they're there, but you got to search for it. I guess you're right. It's fun that uh, we're in a world where we're disappointed if someone's not like that guy doesn't like to play. Like, and there are comedians of us that don't like playing, and and, uh, and it's fine. Some of them are hilarious and wonderful, but it, it's more common that you'll find somebody that wants to do the chicken dance. Hopefully, yeah. You know, even even people uh, I don't want to name them by names, but some of the like meaner person people are goofs mm-hmm. and sweethearts and they're a lot of fun and I, I want to hear more about the living wigs were you so you you were dead well I, uh, yeah it was a people while ago things. we did this everybody said some you know we all kept to it I, I remember what I said about Dave was like well, every time that I'm around you I really got into it you know I was uh-huh. like I when I'm about 20 feet from being near you when it could be getting out of my car and I'm going to see you at your office or whether I see you getting out of your car and you're about to come into my house. I crave being around you. Oh, I crave being around him. I know that just the second I see him, we're going to do something and it's going to fulfill me. There's other Dave Raths in my life. We're just talking about Dave Rath right now because we stumbled upon him. The original. Yeah. But he fills, he, 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 he has every level of a human being that I like. Mm-hmm. I lo- I don't like someone. I also like someone you can be serious with sure. and, and knows just how to go from being silly to be, be being serious for a minute yeah, and a half, right. and then we go back. Everything. He's deep. He's silly. He's affectionate. He's right. warm. He's caring. He's giving. He's loving. He's kind. He's gentle. He's supportive. Yeah. And you know, if he hears this, I think he already knows I feel that way. But he should know. He it won't even hear more. this because he's a bad manager. Oh. <laughs> that, notice I didn't say good manager. <laughs> He's like, hey, buddy, how's uh, you made it silly? <laughs> he doesn't know what's happening. I'm kidding. I hope he does oh. hear this and he knows I'm kidding. Dave is the kind of person that is insulted. I was one time going to tell him a sex story and not really being a, uh, uh, as I've said on the show, a fuck person and then dabbling in fucking as I, as I have been. Uh, I wanted to tell him this is a rite of passage. I was like, oh, I'm with my... I don't know. It doesn't matter. I don't look at him as my manager. I'm like, I'm with my friend, and I want to tell him this funny sex story. And then I was like, oh, but we've never done that. I was like, I've never told you a story that involves my dick. It's a weird thing. It's a weird thing for two friends to be like, would you like to hear a story? Yeah. Look at the <laughs> cast sheet. It's me. And then look, look one down. is My dick is, is the second lead in this story. <laughs> I found that really funny. And he, and he was really um, genuinely – Appropriately, not overly insulted, but he was insulted that I wouldn't 
think that I could tell him anything. And then, of course, I told him the story and he thought it, and he thought it was hilarious. It's a funny story. It was a silly story. And, and he's the same way with offensive things. He's one of the most offensive, quote-unquote, people ever that's not a comedian. Yeah, I don't think you can be uh, incredibly gentle and kind unless there's also a party that likes to, uh, what I say, parody, absurdity, and, and offensiveness and yes. all that. You have to go to both extremes. Yes, yes. Know? You know what's weird? Let's make it weird. I was on stage last night. The, the 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 new f word the the fag word has uh, that was a thing when you did your WTF it changed me first of all I applaud it and it was awesome it was an incredible thing I wish you had done it on this show <laughs> but thanks for helping Mark with his fledgling little yeah. podcast <laughs> you asshole I'm kidding but last night I'm on stage and I, I um, I've actually always kind of hated that word. Uh, but then I'm on stage last night and I started to do this bit about a friend of mine who I believe is gay. Uh, and I grew up with him and he's religious. And so he'll never come out. In fact, he, he always has a girlfriend or something. And then the, the tell – and I, this is a line that you actually influenced. Listen to the line you influenced. I say I – tr- this is in stand-up. I go, and I'm always trying to create a loving and safe place for him to come out. And then I go, and then I do the bit, which, which is fine. It's just about a guy who doesn't know how to talk about how much he likes girls because he doesn't. So he's just kind of – you can tell he's kind of grossed out by it. It's a very silly act out. I There's, love pussy. Yeah, yeah basically. It's exact. Fine. I mean like – I suck it. <laughs> you sure you, you suck pussy? That's yes. what it is. Yeah, I love the noise it makes yeah. on entry. That's, that's part of it. It's like I love the noise. <laughs> oh, and you might think this is a typical gay voice. This is his voice. I'm doing him. Right, I'm right. doing him and I'm like the squish. And I'm like, should I put on some music? And she's like, why? And I'm like, no reason. Like it's a funny bit. But I open the bit with I go, I assure you this is a gay friendly bit. And people laughed at that. And I, I forgot that that's a weird thing to say. I go, I assure you this is a gay-friendly bit. And then I realize, oh, that's a weird thing to say. And I go, oh, no, it's gay-friendly. It's gay-friendly. I am tired of these faggots. That's what I said. <laughs> no one laughed. And then I said, you fucking dummies. You think I, I get very mad if people think that I meant that. Like it was, it, and I said this. It also didn't get any response. I go, that's obviously a bit. Like I'm, you think I'm serious? Like it offends me, like Dave Rath, that you wouldn't think that I was joking. Yeah. That being said, there was a time after your episode that I said on my podcast, and I know you're not, I know, please don't feel like you're in the hot seat. I know you're going to side with me. We were talking about how there's two types of comedians, and this is a Christian Finnegan quote. Those that got called faggot and those that were, uh, were calling people faggot. And I said that. That's all I said. And it got people upset. People were like, you can't say that word anymore. Didn't you hear? Sort of thing like the decree went out. Um, what do you think? Well, you, you say, it's, <laughs> I, I hate to think like I'm just backing down here. It's completely all right what you said. Right. Sure. Of course. Because, because you're, you're not you're – not, Right? Doesn't that just explain itself? It's not even, it's not even worth discussing. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was, it was. But even my joke. I'm tired of these faggots. Nobody thinks that's real. Well, I, I, I think if I understand you, I'm gonna like. Uh, I think. Look, at least for me, because I've said I, I want to. I, I don't mind repeating myself sometimes because then it's people might not have heard me say it somewhere else, and sure. I don't want it to be like, oh, they heard me say that there, so they'll understand it here. They needs to be together. I heard your podcast, and I'd um, love to hear some more of it. It's. Uh, to me, I do think everything can be funny. Right. Sometimes people might hear me saying, oh, I don't like that word. I don't like that word. And people sure. go, oh, well, no, everything's going to be funny, but I just need to hear the bit. I don't give <laughs> it a, I don't go, oh, you're at a comedy club on a mic? No, it's fine. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. horrible things can be said on a comedy club stage. <laughs> but it's a juxtaposition. To me, it's funny when someone knows from your heart. 
from that's your soul. That's what I was going and for. And maybe they didn't. And right, maybe that right, wasn't right, their right, fault. Right, right, right. You're absolutely maybe right. Maybe that wasn't their fault. Yeah. That the, amongst friends, it's so funny. I think when you let out some horribly racist or homophobic, yes, sexist yes, remark yes. only because they know you're doing it mocking absurdity. Right, right, And the right. only way someone knows you're mocking that hatred is if they know what is in your heart. Right. And if that audience doesn't. I guess but, that's what makes it uh, painful for me is I'm like, you, it's like, it, right. it's an insult that I made them give me. Yeah. Like I put them in a weird place, mm-hmm. uh, but then I feel the insult anyway. It's, it's a no win and I don't endorse necessarily and, my move. And, you know, while we're at it, if you don't mind, mm. because I say I will, I don't mind bringing a topic up that I've talked about a million times before if I can shed new light on it. And that's why I read emails because I can constantly try to, uh, Put an end to something by knowing why someone else is holding on to it, mm-hmm. and when and I and my new I, I look I've been going off on on people that use the word retarded as an adjective. That's the next one on the way out. I've said a million. By times. the way, of course it's on its way out because yeah. because it's not to do with someone being sensitive. Yes. It's right and it's wrong, and I would like to go bigger than not using the word retarded. But I always say, by the way, this I've said, but what I'm about to say is a, re- relating to an email that I got. It's about using someone's being as an adjective. Mm-hmm. And some, that's, that's great. That's what it is. I hope this is the generation that doesn't go, we should stop using Jew me down, we should stop using retarded. It's just using people's being as an adjective. Right. So instead of saying haggle, you say, well, who haggles? Or do something cheaply. Who fixes things cheaply? I don't want to just say fix things cheaply. Who does fix things cheaply? Oh, N-Rig. We'll call it N-Rigging it. Because N-Rigging it means, you know, instead of fixing it cheaply. You know, that used to be an expression. N-Rig? Yeah. Well, I'm using, because I never know oh, whether to use oh, the oh, word, oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know. Uh, I thought um, it was like Enron. No, no. So someone wrote me an email the other day. And again, I, I'll, I'll address it. They and, go, and Rich is another one. That's that I, another one. I instead of saying, that. who would get money and spend it thriverously? Yeah. If you use the adjective, so here's what somebody wrote me an email. And I have to get, I understand from their perspective, but I can, I can fucking, you know, yes. answer it quickly. Yes. Um, but won't we all, if we come up with a new word, because it used to be, uh, I think, um, what were the other words for before people used retarded as an adjective? Moron was the, te- moron used to be a technical right, term. Right, right, Yes, we will keep, in, it, it won't keep happening is if you don't pick another group to be the adjective. Mm-hmm. And if somewhere in their head, they're thinking, well, if we can't use retarded, yeah, if you start going, oh, we'll use the word Mexican now that implies clumsiness. No, we don't get rid of using a group of people for the adjective mm-hmm. and then get another group. Right. Then you're right. We'll be use the adjective clumsy, not right, right, who's right. clumsy. So if instead of, uh, uh, you know, like I say, Jew me down, we don't decide, well, we won't say Jew me down. We'll pick another group that we perceive to right, bargain. Right, right, right. If you, it won't keep happening. People keep thinking, oh, but then the new word will be, you understand yeah, from yeah, their perspective. Yeah, they yeah. just think, well, we'll do it. So, but then, no, no, we the new word won't get, the new word will be fine if the new word is the adjective what you're describing, not the group of people that you perceive right, right, right. to amplify Jewish that adjective. people being uh, cheap. Yeah, or instead of saying that's dumb, uh, you know, instead of saying that's gay, no, no, right. just use the adjective. What yeah. are you trying to say? You don't like the movie, right? right. Or the car. Right. Or whatever. You, that's, right. That movie's gay. That restaurant is gay. Right. That you go, okay, so, so what are you real? What's the adjective? It's a, it is a type of laziness. It's, it's like different. A, the word is different, by <laughs> yeah, the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Usually when people said that's gay they meant different or i don't like it right so just use the adjective and that will never get, right they're not gonna n- notice when you say something's 
Yes, it is. It's lazy. It's lazy communicating. I was just thinking about how many times I was called gay or fag or something mm-hmm. like that in high school. And really, it's like you were saying, it's different. No, I don't think anybody was like, I think he dates boys. I think they're just like, no, he's different. Yeah, they, they were trying. And by the way, when a kid says it, I'm not going to exude that much energy. Your kids. Come on, they're kids. But <laughs> as, an dummies, adult, yeah. as an adult, yes. and I've been, I've been going through it, and I, guess what? Someone said to me, they go, oh, what are you, the, the word police thing, the word police. And I got a great email. They go, someone comes out of a bank, and they have all the money, and then the cops show up with a gun drawn. And oh, they, they go, put the money the down. Yeah, they rob the bank. They're coming out of the bank. The cop has the gun. He holds the gun up. And what does someone do? Go, oh, what are you, the police? Yeah. Yeah. The police are for people that don't give a shit about what's right and wrong. So if I'm the word police, I used to go, I'm not the word police. But then someone said, that's okay. Embrace it. Yeah. yeah. I'm the fucking word police. <laughs> yeah. Citizens arrest. Yeah. yeah I'm gonna... the word police. Don't use someone's being as an adjective. Anyway, I don't want to go into repeating what I've talked about on my show. But I thought the one slant that I hit oh, no, from... No one listens to your show. <laughs> oh, then I'll repeat everything. Believe me. I love to repeat stuff. Every time I think it comes out cleaner. Uh. No, it's, it's, it's you know what I used to run into because I grew up uh, churchy was that um, fag was okay and fuck wasn't. It was a huge, huge. I went to Quaker school, uh, meaning we call our teachers their first names. I had a lot of gay teachers. It, they they would they, almost to a fault. They went to a point to really present us with the full spectrum of humanity, uh, which I think was great. And then I got to Christian college, and like I met these kids, you know. I actually look back, they were kids, but they would they would give me a hard time because I swore. I would say, fuck, and then he would say, faggot. He'd be like, that kid's a faggot. And I, w- and I would be like, <laughs> I remember the story. I go, Matt, <clears throat> this kid looked like a fat Michael J. Fox, if that helps you. He goes, Matt. Hot. <laughs> yeah, I like a little, <laughs> little dough on him. Uh, you go- <laughs> I'm kidding, by the way. <laughs> he goes, uh, <laughs> that I, is I, the funniest response. He looked like a fat Michael J. Fox. I'm into it. Yeah. <laughs> mm, yummy. <laughs> So, uh, Fat Michael J um, says that kid's a faggot. And I go, Matt, I've told you a million times, don't say faggot when you're in my room. Because it's college and you have your little <laughs> rules. And he was like, well, don't say fuck when you're in my room. That was his response. And then, just like a movie, every once in a while you get a little moment like a movie. And I go, well, we're in my room, so get the fuck out of here. And I, it was like, it doesn't even sound that good now. Oh, it does. But I was like 19. That would, that blew my mind that, that the events came and yeah. I thought of the right thing to say. And I slammed the door on Michael J. Keaton's face and he looked, he looked so doughy and shocked. It was, it was a good one. I'd go with fuck before I would go. Well, that's what I said to him. I was like, faggot, you're using a a kind of a hate... It is a hate word. You're using one of those hate words. And I'm saying fuck, which is fun. You fuck. You stupid fuck. You know what I'd started to do that really works, and it's so passive-aggressive, and I don't believe in it? Mm. uh, I used it one time, and I hope I can use it again. And you got to sell it like a motherfucker. Mm. If someone knows you're trying to make a point, they won't let you make it, especially if they want to be right as opposed to make things right. So if you go, hey, let me give you an example. How would you feel? Well, if they're not evolved enough that they're not fighting over – they're fighting over using the word fag or retarded, Mm -hmm. well, how are you going to ask them to be introspective on themselves if you let them know you're doing it? An evolved person, you could – Tell them what you're doing, and then they could go, oh, my God, that would hurt my feelings. Right, right, right. Right. But someone that's not, you got to trick them. And right. one time a girl used the word retarded. And what I said, I tricked her. I tricked her. I fucking tricked her. And I fucking tricked her good like a motherfucker. <laughs> and I went, and I went, oh, the word, you know what's funny about the word retarded? And she went, I know, my boyfriend tells me all the time not to use it. I go, 
Here's when I got real good acting. I went, oh, no, 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 no. I'm not one of those fucking word police. I used, you should hear the things I say. I go, so then I relaxed her. She went, I go, no, but you, you say brilliant. clumsy retarded. At my house, we always go, but it's funny how different people use different people to, to describe the adjective. We always say if something was like clumsy or something, we go, don't do it like a woman. Because that was like, I guess my dad thought women were clumsy. Oh, and my I God. swear to God, you would think that oh like, my she God, would, maybe she'd, she went, what are you a wizard she went what like you're not the word police you're the word wizard she went what (laughs) meaning you called clumsy oh you don't like when you're in my family what do you give a fuck you happen to pick retarded people for clumsy we pick women and you could do it with anybody that's someone that didn't know what you were fucking doing and the truth came out she didn't like it and if i would have said how would you feel if women represented clumsy she would go i wouldn't care uh you know people say different things but if you could do it to anybody if you hear anybody like if let's say it was a mexican person that said the word retarded you could go you know what's funny about that and by the way i don't give a fuck about you in our house, when everything was clumsy, my dad would go, oh, you're doing it like a Mexican, and right, that right, meant clumsy. Right, right, right. They would be like, what? Yeah. And it fucking works. That's the sound of tables turning. Yeah. And there's a delightful meal on that table that I want to join you for. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I mean by that. I just loved it I so much. I thought you are still trying to get back to the dinner parties. <laughs> oh, I, I do. Like, I'm already in. People on this show will hold you to it. We will hold you to it. I'm coming. Are you going to make me cry? I heard you're going to make me cry. When is, is that what happens? That's what I heard. How? <laughs> is that the worst thing to We've say? We've had one person cry on this Who? show. I wish I could make people cry on this show. Uh, Sarah Schaefer. Pussy. <laughs> Clumsy. Clumsy pussy. <laughs> you clear with her tears making her slip everywhere. By the way, see, I hope I can say that. Talk about... Can I say that? Oh, pussy. Did I earn the right to say clumsy pussy? Like You you know what's funny? I was going to say bitch. I was like, you're a word wizard, bitch. And I like, because I, God, I would never say this to you if we weren't on a podcast. Love and respect women all day. All day. That's why I think it's funny when I'm doing crowd work to call someone I don't know a bitch. I think it's so funny. Well, again, it goes back to a juxta. You it's know, a you, juxtaposition. A juxtaposition. I, I look like I should be selling Bibles and be yeah. like, look, there's a map in the back, yeah. well, you the, bitch. <laughs> like, that's well, funny. I explained that to my sister-in-law once. Why? Um, I know your sister-in-law. You do, Meryl? <laughs> <laughs> I know Meryl. That, uh, Meryl? That, you can honestly there's two types of people that use those hateful words and that's the problem where it's our job to be careful there's mm-hmm. people that are genuinely hateful mm-hmm. and when they get called on it they go oh i'm just kidding no you're not right and then there are people that like us that i think clown we don't we, we don't, do straight clowning we we make fun of it from a place of mocking the 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 just the vileness of those right. words right and um i i, I said to her because you know some of the jokes i would say with my friends which i won't even repeat on here about every group of people when we're with our comedian friends i said Marl, the only way I can explain it is like, and, and I couldn't. And then one day we were driving down the street and there was an older woman walking down the street. I go, oh, look at her just walking around trying to get laid. And she belted out a laugh. And I go, there, I just answered it. Why was that funny? Because of course I don't think she's yes, walking around yes, trying to get laid. Yes. And that's the absurdity of it. Yes. And she got it. She went, I see. You know, she did understand that that's, that's really the absurdity. Funny. But, you know. I had someone try and stop me from saying pussy. Puss who? Uh, a girlfriend. Uh, uh, I went out with drinks with this girl. I how would you use the word again? Um, By the way, I don't think that word. I it to, I don't remember, but I probably said I'm a pussy. <laughs> like I probably said something like that. And she said ball sack. And I said what? She said ball sack. Say you're a ball sack. Like she tried to do 
what uh, what we're talking about to me. And I, I remember being like, I don't think this is going to work. Not that it was romantic, but I was like, I don't, I, I don't know if it's going to work. But this is definitely something I'm taking note of. Um, but, I mean, there's an argument to be made for pussy not being okay. You know what I think when they go to those places? Like Whenever you're trying to be a better person, someone will always come out with, oh, well, what if somebody says, no, you can't say that? I go, well, either I'll stop... I'll stop saying that too. Right. Uh, I'll, or I'll defend it's myself just... if it's necessary. All I'm saying, give it validity before you write it off. Because I'll tell you what I tried to stop doing yeah. on my own. No one asked me to. Yeah. I just, I don't want to be this person. And I would do it. Yeah. And I try to be an evolved person. Yeah. When I would be opening up, you're, you're having a conversation with friends. And maybe two guy friends are talking about their weight and the struggle with weight. Yeah. You're having, what, is, what is that called? That's called having an honest goddamn conversation and not being some fucking per. And I would go, oh, look at us. We're being like women about this. And I went, stop that. Uh-huh. You're not being like women about it. You're being what does that mean honest? Yeah. Because no sex is perfect, but if we're going to have to give a credit, I think women can tend to in some situations right. be more honest in some of the more personal areas of their life. Sure. So I don't want to I want to be evolved enough where I just have the conversation. I don't try to sell it as look at us we're being women right, about to it. to give you permission. Yeah, and I you stop don't wanna, doing that. You don't want to go fishing with me just so we can talk. About I love the afterlife. That, I love that that whole concept of guys. Yeah, they they, they want to just talk, but right. like we can't just talk. Although we, it's kind of what we're doing here. We could take a canoe out and put some lines in the water and or, then talk, or do a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, oh god, you made me think so many things. It's the starfish thing. Uh, there's all the starfishes on the on the shore, and they're going to die. This is this is a, hopefully it's a cliche for a reason. And the guy picks up the starfish and he throws it back in the ocean. Somebody's like, "You idiot." There's so many starfish. You, you could do this all day and still a thousand starfish are going to die. It's not going to make a difference. And as he's heaving the other starfish, what am I, Hallmark? I'm just saying, heaves the other. He goes, made a difference to that one. So it's like if you stop saying faggot and hate or I, whatever and someone goes, you say pussy, one starfish at a time, sweetheart. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I fucking love you and I love that. Because you know what it does? Yeah, it's, it's funny. I say you can't spread a message of peace and tolerance when you throff. If you're throffing, is that the word at the mouth? Frothing? Frothing. But to me, that helps me deal with the frothing mm. instead of – because what I want to say is you're right. That what you just said was like, yeah, one at a fucking time. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not saying I'm evolved completely. Yes. That's like when you try to do something uh, – create. Uh, spiritual or you know just being a better person and someone used to write not hey, by the way i i have to say it this way it's the only way i can say it. majority emails are very very kind and very supportive and very nice Please. but someone would find something and go well you do this still yeah I go, why why are you looking for me to like uh, then i'll change that too yeah like don't, don't if i'm trying to down. better myself right. don't try to find something i did bad because right. you know in the fact where what they brought up they were right, and right. it's and it's something right. I took. I used to. I had a, th- a video online where I used the word faggot. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you looking at, faggot? Because I know, well, especially in my situation, my heart and my soul, and but I wasn't opened at that point. Mm-hmm. But I knew that I was using that word ironically. Like mm-hmm. the guy in this character was, you know, was really the idiot. Okay, what are you looking at, faggot? Right. But you know what I thought. People watching that video, there might be a I, – I wouldn't ask someone else to take it down. And I love – I need to be very clear. I fucking love crude comedy. And yeah, I think yeah, everything's yeah, yeah. fucking funny. Can yes. be. Yes. But in that case, for me, yes. um, I thought, you know what? Some 15-year-old kid watching the video that might be a fan of mine that doesn't know about me. Right. And hears me go faggot. Yeah. I, I edited it out on my own. Yeah. You, I can still – that was my biggest dilemma when I, after I had – you know, come out was <laughs> so trying fun. to be fair to other people. 
I think the fear is I do love I love vulgarness. I love I love vulgarness. I love, you know, what I call poetic vulgarness when someone yeah. uses vulgarity to make a brilliant point. Yeah. I love, you know, I love all that type of comedy. Can you do that and still be kind? Yeah. And you can. Yeah, I you think can. You can. I think you, you can. Do. You don't have to be Oh, I'm not gonna do. You can, you can, you can make fun of the right people. I always say I don't mind being crude, but I don't want to be the type of crude that one kid can be to another kid. <laughs> yeah. I, if I'm gonna make fun of somebody in my act in the audience, I don't want to have it. It doesn't have to be a joke that they heard their whole fucking life. Yeah. That's why if someone says their name in the audience and it might be a weird name, yes. a different name, I get off, and I always did on moving right fucking past yeah, it yeah, to yeah, the yeah, point yeah, when yeah, a comedian yeah, yeah. one night goes to me after the show. He goes, I couldn't believe he said his name and you didn't say anything. About it. Uh-huh. Oh, you mean what he's heard his whole life? Uh-huh. Yeah. I'll, I'll, oh, by the way, I'll make fun of him, uh-huh. but I can fucking do better than that. <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna. I don't want to be a bully. I'm not. I'm a, I want. I don't want to be a bully. I can do. I'll make fun of him, and I love making fun of people. Yes. But I could do better than that. Yes. It's so funny. Last night, Todd Glass. Last night, somebody came up to me, and they were like, "Hey, Pete, I saw you at South by Southwest." And then he said his name, and I'm forgetting what it was. But let's say it was Aspen, and I go. Did I say you're a fun place to ski? And he was like, Yeah, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's not even that. Uh, I know, that I know, I know, I know. But like, I was a good answer. My, right? my, yes, my, his answers were perfect. <laughs> my crowd work is from that goofy, fun, safe place or whatever. But like, he's and by the way heard in, that just, his whole life. Just to defend you. Whatever that's worth, that was from a silly place. You're not yeah, making like yeah. if a guy has a girl's name. Yes. Yeah, I don't want to. Sure, get you're, no, I get it. I get it. I get it. Mm. How how is it? Have you talked about the the? See, here's what's weird about your WTF. You so you came out, and and ninety. We've hit ninety. Are I like really? a light at ninety. Okay. Can you imagine getting on stage <laughs> and going, "When do you want your light? Ninety." <laughs> Give me a light at ninety. Katie gives me the light at ninety. Doesn't it feel like ten minutes? I'm not just buttering your bread. It's fu- it's it never ceases to amaze me how these things you're like you they, look down, you're like, shut they, the fuck up. It's a privileged place. It's a wonderful place. Mm-hmm. It's no nobody says that about their I love job. that you think that. It makes me like you even more. <laughs> the, the getting this whole thing and how nice. It is nice. I, I'm I I don't I hate the word blessed. I really do, but I feel blessed. I'm using it deliberately. I, I fucking hate people that are like, there was an onion ring in my fries. I'm blessed. Fuck you. You're cheapening a, a, a word that should be mysterious and, and what does it even mean? Uh, but I feel blessed that, that my work, stand up this, um, you know, we're not paid to do this, but, you know, this is my life. It's not all about money. This is my life. Meets my needs. It meets needs. If I don't do the show, I feel better now that we've done this and we're still doing it, but I'm just saying... It, it, it serviced me, and it's what I'm expected to do. If I didn't do it, people would be like, where is it? And mm-hmm. people come to shows because of it, and all that sort of stuff is good. But like, it also meets a basic human need. It's like B12. It's a vitamin I'm, I need. I'm, uh, I'm Pete, I'm so with you that <laughs> I, I've even said the thing about my podcast, uh, which meets different needs than yours meets your needs, and probably some of the same was, mm-hmm. I always feel like, hey, like with Daniel or whoever's on the show, I go, we have to do the show. So... It's an excuse. Like if I said, hey, Monday night, you want to get together at my right. house? I would they might cancel. not be able to. I would cancel. But I go, you have to. I got yeah, you here for yeah. t- I could do three hours. Yeah. That's why I like it to go on for a long time because Me I'm too. like, same as I like my parties to go on a long time. Yes. So, I, If I get shit about anything, it's people – someone just tweeted. It's so funny how little it takes to bother me. On one hand, I call it Hurricane Pete and he doesn't give a fuck. 
he'll take he'll take out your whole town. You know what I mean? And then there's little boy Pete, and they're both at the same time. Everybody knows that about confident people. So somebody somebody tweeted at me something about like uh, the moment where the podcast has been going on for an hour and the guest wants to leave, but Pete won't let them leave, even though they keep hinting. But they said it kind of meanly. They weren't just celebrating the moment. And I was like, I just flood first of all, with embarrassment a little bit. And then I'm like, you motherfucker, you host a show. You can do it how you want to do. Because in my experience, it's the last 30 minutes of the show that are like the juice. You know what I mean? This has been exceptional. But I mean, like, don't – anyway. I'm with it, you. It hurt my feelings. It, yeah. I don't know why I brought it up. So you came out. Here's um, – have you talked a lot about it? You know, it, that's a really good question, um, and I'll take 30 seconds to answer it. Um, I could not wait to – after I did it to just put three months behind me. and pe- Anybody – I pictured n- 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 people going, oh, that's all he talks about. Right. Was to go, oh, it's pretty much back to Todd Glass. And right. I always use this as an example. When I went on Preston and Steve in Philadelphia, the first time after I did it a week later, we talked about it for about a what half. What is that? Of- Preston and Steve. It's a TV show? They're a radio station radio in Philadelphia, show. Okay. morning show. And um, we talked about it for half an hour. I use this example every time because I was nervous to go back to Philadelphia. We talked about it for half an hour, and then we did a two-hour show with not talking about it at all. It was like, even at the end of that day, I went, anybody listening went, hey, did he talk about it or, you know, whatever. Right, right, they right. went, he talked about it for half an hour, and then I think they, two hours. Next time I was on the show, we didn't talk about it at all, yes. except when it came to the news, and there was something in the news. And they're like, yeah, now I can talk about it from an sure, honest sure, perspective. Sure, 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 sure. And then the third time, we didn't mention it at all. I That's love, what happened I in the last that. year. That's wonderful. But I haven't, I mean, on my podcast, I have. You have. I've gotten... I, I have talked about it uh, and gotten more comfortable with it as time has gone on. Uh, you know, still don't talk about, you know, certain things that I'm comfortable with, but I certainly have on my podcast got comfortable. In my act, I haven't – I make a little joke about it. Well, that's what, that's what struck me when I heard you on Marin was that you said um, one thing at a time. And uh, you were like, my act, I, maybe I'll say uh, my friend, which you did earlier in the show. You put in quotes, yeah. my friend. Meaning your partner. I'm mm-hmm. not making you uncomfortable, am I? Nope. I don't want you to be uncomfortable. No. Okay. So you, you mean your partner, uh, and that is your private business, and that doesn't need to have anything to do with your stand-up. But when you said that on the show, I remember thinking, I was like, that's not going to happen. 250,000 people just heard you say, come out of the closet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you have done that. I, I thought, I was like, Todd is going to be surprised how ineffective that's going to be, that, that the premium on honesty in is stand-up... That- will demand, your audience will not, my prophecy, my <laughs> prophecy, was that your audience would be like, come on. You know what I mean? Well, that's, a, it's real, here, here's what I at least did do. So I'm making some progress. Um, I, I don't reference girlfriend anymore. Mm-hmm. At least I got rid of that. That's like, you know. A, 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 this is an act you've been doing a very long time. Yeah. And, and by long, the way, yeah, and by the way I, I always say this, like, just so it doesn't seem as what I say sad. I, somebody affectionately once said, oh, that's so sad to make up all those stories about a girlfriend. I go, well. I, they weren't fake stories. I just changed the sex. Right. So that's not as sad. It's like, oh, okay. If you're just making up these stories, Dad, right, that's even right, more right, pathetic. Right, right. But I just changed the sex. Right. But um, I stopped doing that in my act, and uh, and I do make a little joke. And and what I say, and I say it, what I call affectionately. I'll like say something about. Is at the mall today? For some reason, there's always a point in my act where it happens organically. Different. Mm-hmm. Every, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Different every night. I'll go. Yeah, a lot of hot girls. I go. You know the way I like hot girls, and I go. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> and then I look at the crowd and I'll go, that's all I'm ready to talk about. That's great. And then I feel like, but no, eventually I'm sure I will. But but again, giving myself a little credit here. Yeah, please. But at least I started talking about, I used to hide that I am 
very much obsessed with uh, uh, um, design, and I and I like uh, the rooms to be lit a certain way. Oh, that, that's actually on my, that, uh, when I did the skyline, they were like Todd Glass told us how to do the room. Mm-hmm. Are you concerned that that's like a gay thing? Like well, interior I, I, design? It, being paranoid before I was out, I never talked about that stuff on yeah. stage, or that yeah. I like to have a dinner and set the table, and I right, fucking love right, the way right, it looks. Right. But, but you know, now oh, I do. Yes. Now I do. Now I go. You know what? Look, you were honest about that. So you know, start talking about that stuff too. Sure. I was a little paranoid to be like, like once I said I came out, I was afraid because people would say like, instead of getting credit for being creative, they would be like, oh no wonder, which I hated. <laughs> Wait, be, meaning gay people are more creative? Yeah, like, like, to, be, oh, like it's a given. Sing, it's course. a given. Like yeah, if yeah. you're good at you know, la- if you're good at like you know, lighting or design or right. if you have fashion, right. if you're straight, you get extra credit. Right. But if you're just isn't that funny. That's the next retard, because, I mean, the next thing will go again, because Julian McCullough just did the show, mm -hmm. and I was like, oh, God, I'm guilty. One starfish at a time, buddy. <laughs> I put it to him. I was like, you're a straight man and you love his, – his, I'm using a word that used to belong to the gay community. I, I took it. I snuck in in the night and took it. His home is gorgeous. It's a gorgeous home. So well decorated. And then he knew where I was going. He was like, yep, I'm a straight man. Like I didn't even have to bring it up. He's like, I'm a straight man and I, and I do it, not my wife. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, I have an answer to that. Hit it. And, and I, I, I hope I hit it from a very – clean perspective way. There's some things people do that are wrong that you have the attitude. How can they fucking think that? Yes. But if you're ever going to change someone, you have to go, I get why an incredibly open-minded, a person that went, I'm not homophobic. And guess what? They're not. For this scenario, mm-hmm. this person isn't. Yes. But they go, I'm not homophobic. you got to admit that gay people, they're, 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 right. they're better at, you know, they're, they're more, they dress and their design and right. their homes. I could get what they would go, come on, does that make me... No, you you probably are not homophobic, but you look at that, and I think there's some reasons of why. The reason it bothered me, and I will get this all out, that once I came out, there would be a tweet or something where someone goes, oh, no wonder he's obsessed with lighting or design. And I went, no, 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 no. You don't get to str- – I learned – and educated myself and watched. I wasn't born with right, this. Right, right, right. And we'll explain why I think people think <laughs> that people are born with it in a second. You go, but the that reason- was a choice. <laughs> what? <laughs> Being interested in interior design and yeah, learning other things. Yeah, I took, it's something I took in. And to me, it would be like this. If you were, who's a group of people? Let's say you're, um, it's so bad when you go to make an analogy. A group of people is it, that are known to be uh, like uh, more intelligent than us. like Asians. Uh, Asians. Yeah. It would be like if you were a- a- Asian and you came up with a heart valve that helped children live. Yes. And somebody went, oh, it's a good thing you're Asian. No, what? Right. No, no, no. Whether you perceive that uh, this uh, is in my DNA. If you play me a cello solo and say it's a red-headed Irish motherfucker, I'm like, holy shit. If it was an Asian, guilty again, one star right. time, I'd be like, came out of the womb with a bow. Right. Now, it might mean the way what their parents teach them or what, what different cultures, what they demand of their children, but it's mm-hmm. not in your DNA. Yes. It's not in your DNA. You did, and, and you did way, all that studying to learn how to make a heart valve. Yeah, and then someone just writes you off. Right. So, But now here's answering the question why an intelligent, evolved person might go, oh, Todd, you're losing me. Come on. Not that it even matters. Right. And I don't even know why I care, but come on. You got to admit, gay pe- I don't think so, gay people. I'll tell you why. I think there's some valid reasons, yes. and, there, and I think there's some that are in the gray area. And one of the, the valid reasons, I think, is I, I, you might think, Todd, really? I, I think this is one of the reasons that it's perceived that way. 
Uh, it, traditionally, gay people can't have kids. So when you have two guys living in a home and you don't have the the, 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 right. the financial aspect of a child, uh, uh, one what child, two child, your home's nicer. Your wardrobe improves. Yes, and you don't and you don't have the stress and you look different. And you but well, uh, who if you're going to pick a man, a straight man that looks the most like a gay man, you pick a single man. That's what happens a lot when you're walking. I remember once driving down Santa Monica Boulevard and there were two guys that walked out. I went just a f- look. I, I hope I can say this from yeah. people. No, I went, oh, my God, it's so funny at that age. You just tell their game. And then their wives came out. There were two older guys ah, that dressed nice. That's funny. But, so as, 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 maybe as, they didn't have kids. <laughs> as, as, yeah. or maybe they're rich. Or as gay people start to have children, that's going to change. And there was also a Fortune 500 ad along, uh, article about how in the, in the workforce to hire gay people because they tend to do a better job. It's not because it's in their DNA because a lot of them either aren't at young ages, aren't in a relationship because they're just not getting into anything because they're fighting it. Right. So now you have this 24-year-old that's just a work course because he's not dating or sure. when it's time to have children if they're older and don't have kids so that's why it's not in their dna right there's a reason and that's going to go away because now gay people do have children and now they are dating at a younger age and the second one is first of all i know a shit ton of people that are straight that have great taste and great but here's tablecloths what do you mean? I just mean they can set a table. They can set a yeah, table. Yeah, yeah. They have dress. How many comedians do we know if they fake said they were gay for a week, people would go, I sure. knew it, just yeah. like me. And yeah, then yeah, they, yeah, at the end yeah. of the week, they could go, and here's the last one. That not only do I know a lot of straight people that have really good taste, how many people have it, and especially at a younger age, and not in this business? Mm-hmm. Forget about this business where, yeah, you're evolved. You go, yeah, Paul Tompkins or Greg Proops that can go, right. yeah, I fucking could go look at, you know, because yeah. they're evolved. That's called an evolved human being. being hey, in- kittens. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Greg Proops right. came up. I had to do it. But how many people younger hide it? Yes. Hide that they have good taste because it's embarrassing. Yeah. I'll give you one little story, and I wouldn't tell it to you unless I thought there's fucking a million others. I mean, it's a light story, but I think it really it, it, it sheds light on what we're talking about. People love stories. Um, <laughs> I remember one time my friend Andrea, in front of her boyfriend, said, "Oh, Rich is great. He he can like he's really good at helping. He can buy clothes for me or pick out shoes for me." Yeah. And then he was like 23 at the time, and later when no one was around. Only know this because Andrea told me this. He goes, Jesus Christ, don't say that in front of my fucking friends. Yeah. Now that's a twenty-three-year-old, not in the in Hollywood, you yes. know, just in a in yes. Philadelphia or wherever. Right. And um, so I think a lot of people hide it. Right. So I don't think it's as black and white as people think. Right. And that's what sucked about when people go, oh, now you can tell. But look, that's not a majorly thing. I don't know why it bothered me. So much that people would you know, a tweet here and there. Oh, right. now it all makes sense. Now it all makes sense. Right. And that's when Paul F. Tompkins gave me that point. I thought it was great that if somebody came out like him, fake came out. Right. And and it would be a great sign. The first thing you'd say is, look at the suits. Oh, uh, you know, and not that I care, but you could tell her or anybody creative. Or, yeah. And then I think it would be a great experiment. And the experiment would be to say to decent good people it's not that big of a deal you're not trying to rattle people out of being homophobic mm-hmm. just saying the dangers of stereotyping or why you're so off if if a guy like paul did that or greg proops and right. at the end of the week go i lied now what do you want to do with all your stereotyping yeah you want you want to do, do, yeah, do, yeah, yeah. Do you want to give it up perfectly put there was a there was a christian man a christian man <laughs> who uh fake came out do you want some more jimmy no i'm good uh, okay yeah, yeah. Have a little bit Thank you, Katie. I even want to eat that muffin. Eat it. I'm talking about Katie. <laughs> Come on, I can't make jokes. <laughs> yes, you may. I think Katie, I love how Katie comes over here at the ball. Guilt, guilt, guilt. We're trying to make a real 1960s vibe. We're both smoking like right it. now. You should know that. That would be great. By the way, this is... Uh, 
Uh, I, Have you never done a podcast? I've never up here? done it up here, and I never realized what a great atmosphere it is up here. It's Isn't very, it nice? Well, it's the window. I never thought you had windows. We have a window looking out at a fun place. And you can see cars driving by, and it's got a very, like, I say, like Mark Marin's. Have you ever been to Mark Marin's? Yes. That, that sort of, you know, with the books everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just, intimidating. It's, it's, uh, it's, there's it's, fan it's, art everywhere. We yeah. have a little fan art up. I like Mark's place, but maybe I was just intimidated by him. Oh, his. his Although place. he's very sweet. Very sweet to me. Like, we have a fake rivalry that I only egg on because it's only good for me. I'm not helping him at all. <laughs> but every time he says, Pete Holmes, go fuck yourself on Twitter, I get 10 followers. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I, I encourage it. But, uh, yeah, so it, it is a, ha- a happy place. I'm trying to think about that. Well, two things came to mind. One, remember when you thought I was gay? I don't – you know, it's funny. Somebody else said that. Like, I do that, of course. You so I said make it on Marin's. Oh, no, no. I said because... Oh, I didn't mean it. I'm oh, not, no, no, this no. This isn't I know, fucking Howard Stern, not, like, hot seat <laughs> yeah. shit. I mean, like, or man cow. I just mean, like, uh, that... Here's... here's Because you're very... Yeah, you're in, a, you're in that area with, area with, like, I think Paul and Greg. You're very... Uh, uh, you're, you're evolved. You know what I like to say? And that's I like what you did say. Evolved. You said you're an evolved human. Because, yeah, because, you know, you could go on and on. I think it's Paul F. Tompkins once that said that as I was trying to think of the word. And he said it with a, a, a patience and love, but also at the same time, uh, this is simple here. You know, one of those people, they're straight, but they dress, and but yes. they're not embarrassed to talk about it. Uh, yes. like, 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 And he goes, evolved? I love that. Like, that's just calling it for its simplicity. And there's nobody better than fucking Paul F. Tompkins, whose face should be on a bag of microwave popcorn. <laughs> just a classy man <laughs> to say that. I, I actually, I know I turned it into a slight burn of him for no reason. And, but I love that coming from him. But, at, you know, here's my reverse uh, kind of stereotype. Was you thinking I was gay? I took that as a compliment. I know that's, that's It should be. I know. I was like, oh, you think yeah, these are nice jeans or whatever. Like that's one of the remnants of like the coming at the stereotype the other way. But I also took it as, oh, uh, Todd thinks I'm gay. Um, and I, 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 I took a moment to enjoy the courage that it would take to come out. And I mean that. Uh, because it's a weird thing. Who made that point? For anybody to know, maybe it was you on the show. Whatever kind of fucking you're doing at all is like is like a weird thing. It, it to is. Do. It, 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 it that came to me someday when I realized why it was so embarrassing yes. because it's oh people fantasize now because it's non traditional. I think when you hear someone straight, it's you're right. used to it, so you right. don't you don't. Ne- but you know what? Like I said, I, I remember a long time ago, my friend in Philadelphia said it. What I call just just simple logic. He, my, somebody goes, and this was when I was like 20. Yeah. And, and this is why I tell people, speak up. Because this guy doesn't know how much that made me feel so good. He didn't lecture anybody. It didn't go on for an hour. He said something for six seconds instead of keeping it in. Mm-hmm. And it made me feel mm-hmm. good for maybe a long, long yeah. time. Somebody goes, it was basically one of those conversations when we were much younger. Could have been 20. Somebody goes, somebody came out. And they were, everyone was pretty much all right with it. And somebody goes, yeah, I just can't imagine like two guys. And then uh, my friend, I forget his name, but I think Paul, he goes, I, I forget his name. It was so many years ago. He goes, yeah, do you picture your sister sucking guys' dicks yeah. or fucking people, yeah, whatever he yeah, said. Yeah, and, I, yeah. and that, like me, put it in the clarity. It's like, oh, yeah, you don't want to picture anybody. Right. You know? Right. Yeah, you don't picture so anybody. fucking perfect and hilarious. What do you do? My, my biggest sexual problem growing up religious is, is, like I said in my bit, knowing people who I believe, and this, this actually makes me sad saying it now, I don't think they'll ever come out to themselves. Like, that's, that's what really bothers me. Like, they come off as a little bit asexual almost, but then they get girls. And the, uh, this is a little bit weird, but the tell to me is they get uh, what I would consider really traditionally attractive wives. Like, meaning, like, 
I don't think they actually know what's beautiful to them, so they find something and vet it. And you know, it's like, so funny you say that because it, it's, it makes so much sense what you're saying. It? Yes, because... Look, there's always exceptions. Mm-hmm. I always say that so someone doesn't get caught up. There might be someone that has a, a what I saw more a traditionally good looking wife. But I always say I can't tell women if if, if I could tell what a good looking woman was outside of unless they're just like drop dead gorgeous. Yes. After that, I can't tell. I get it how someone could go. I know she's not traditionally good looking, but god damn it, she yeah, does it yeah. for me. And the, and I well, that's fucking in there. That's what fucking is. Yeah, <laughs> you you, see you some find sort of something fuck. or they're 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 uh, look. It sounds cliche that not only their personality, but that mixed with just a, a feature of theirs or an aura that they have, and yeah. they just exude sexuality. Yes. But you get traditionally. They're not what I say, Abercrombie and whatever. Uh, yeah, I can't Abercrombie say that. Abercrombie and Fitch. Yeah, it's okay. It's, but in a guy, I can't tell that. Right. I can tell That's that. That's interesting. I'm tr- as you're saying so, that. So if I yeah. was going to go out and get a girl, like you just said, like You'd that guy. You'd get a gorgeous girl. Yeah, but people would look at me probably and go, That's not what Todd I would find be with. It's so suspect. Like, like mm-hmm. when Moshe, who's like the, one of the more sex positive people that I know, when we talk about girls we like, it's always in. We, we're not talking about like. Jennifer Aniston. That's like, for better or worse, that's a little bit of a red flag. If you're just like, you know who I love? Fucking <laughs> Mila Kunis. Mila Kunis is gorgeous, but I'm like, what's going on? You know what I mean? Because like, it's the nuance. You're, by the way, you do exactly what I used to do, and I used to try to fake it. People go, who's like somebody hot? You would go, yeah. and I would just pick like, one time I remember picking such a dated, <laughs> I hadn't known a hot girl. It was like if I went, that Farrah Fawcett really yes. does it for me. Yes. It wasn't that dated, but it was close. Yeah. I remember my uh, a friend of mine, is it, this is, these are different friends, but this is a friend of mine who I remember he said to me he couldn't, it was one of the most homophobic things I've ever heard, and I just didn't believe him. And it was, it actually encouraged my own if I can say I've evolved my own evolution he said he was like I don't know we were talking about getting our hair cut and he was like I don't know what to tell the barber because I don't know what a good looking guy is He's, no I'm sorry I'm going out of order he goes I don't know what a good looking guy is and I go Brad Pitt Lyle Lovett and I'm not I, by the way Lyle Lovett isn't like ugly or I know you I'm mean. not shitting you're on talking him. about saying, traditional here's like a pretty man a jawline that it's in your evolution it's in your biology to go that's the alpha if, if we're if me you and Brad Pitt are in a plane crash we're probably going to see what Brad does first <laughs> you know what I mean I don't know if that's true but there, there's something I didn't believe him and then and then I thought I was very smart because I said well what do you tell the barber or how do you shop for clothes I know what a good looking man is I'm trying to do an impression of one every day <laughs> Oh, that's such an honor. Free podcast. You know it's free? You can just click a download button. <laughs> yeah. Well, as you have me thinking, I'm wondering, like, do when people go, I don't know, like, you know, first of all, most of our friends are evolved. They don't say that. They go, yes, I know what a good looking guy, you know, yes. you, you can tell. The minute you give two people, they can, but like, yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, they might not be able to tell, like, you know, like, like with women, it's hard for me to tell the in-between, but yeah, I it's know. It's the in-between. It's the in-between that's hard. I think that's brilliant because like I was saying, those conversations with Moshe, I'm like, I don't know what it is about this girl and I would believe, we actually had a funny thing where I was But you're not saying, what are you saying about Moshe? I don't understand. That Moshe gets it. Moshe is just a very aggressively straight person who also is in the category of if he came out would be like, yeah. Right. You know what I mean? I called him Rivers Homo once, which I thought was very, very funny. I don't know if he knows that. Anyway, uh, on the podcast. Um, so we were talking about a, a girl that I had dated and I showed her a picture. and, and, and she Showed w- him a picture? Showed him a picture and it was like uh, – 
she was like um, bigger. There was a, like a bigger person um, and not what I would say classically attractive, left of center. But she aroused me. It did it for me. And he looked at it and it was one of the – it was a beautiful moment, and it was what I would consider an aggressively straight moment. He was just like, oh, yeah, I'd fuck her. Like, immediately. I know that's kind of like a gross thing to say, but he got it immediately. Whereas if I showed that to the friend that I'm talking about, some of the friends that I'm talking about that grew up religious, that I believe, whatever it is sexually, they're not doing it. If it's eating their wife's ass or, like, wanting to fuck a dude, either way, they're not doing it. Uh, if I showed them that picture, they'd go, what the fuck? Gross. And I'm like, suspect. You're suspect. You're fucking suspect. Because... Because they couldn't understand that something – I always go traditional good looks. Yes. You know what I mean? Very stereotypical good looks. Yes. They, that person couldn't understand that – because if they were really into women, then they would understand that there's women that aren't traditional but yeah. fucking do it for do you. Do it for you. We're talking about pheromones. We're talking about something yeah. in your psychology that you're just like, this is, yeah. this is where it's and at. I, and I know exactly what you're talking about because, uh, like I said, you know – and by, by the way – I, I will say it and point it out. What I just said about that, uh, that it, with guys I could tell might have been the most I've ever talked about in, 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 so in the funny. sexuality. Well, because I'm admitting that, you know, I'm admitting that. I I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, look, I can see guys that aren't traditional good looks, but I get it. Like, I'll see somebody and go, I know, but. Well, you know what? I'm there with you. And here I am. Uh, <laughs> I was just going to say, here I am as a straight man. I don't really care, but I can look at somebody like Bo Burnham, who I had dinner with last night. I wouldn't even consider Bo like a, a traditionally handsome, but I'm like, he's a good-looking man. I think that stuff all the time. I, I, I saw I – was, I was playing cards with a friend of mine, and I looked at him. And I was like, you're like – I totally get it. I don't want to fuck him. <laughs> but I look at him, and I'm like, it's pleasant to look at you. <laughs> I, I don't – now I'm uncomfortable. See, that's what happens. <laughs> if, if the guest gets uncomfortable, I just want to get in that. I want to get in that boat with you. And be like, now I'm uncomfortable. I love uh, love. No, I'm I'm all good. It does. I, I don't sweat as much anymore. When we, you know, when I used to do radio, and they would ask me about my girlfriend, mm. I am not jokingly joking you. Literally within, I don't I don't want to exaggerate because I don't want to take away the validity of how serious yeah. I am. Within 45 seconds, no need to drenched, exaggerate. Drenched front shirt. Really? Just because they said, no, what is the deal? Do you have a girlfriend? Or? What's well, a weird thing to live in um, – I think about transgendered people, uh, people that deeply feel like I'm a man but I'm really a woman inside and, and to go – and I've had friends do that and I've known comedians that did that. Uh, in, I met one in uh, San Francisco and um, just a wonderful person to talk to about it. It's weird to come into this world and to see all the structures that are in play and they're all make-believe, gender, sexuality – uh, status, all this sort of stuff comes in and you inherit this world when really if we were on an island you know what I mean, I always think about the starting over scenario things wouldn't be as weird like you could kind of have a clean slate and be like uh, that person is a gay person and this is what we're you know hopefully where, doing with our children some of them. You know where you create your own island I thought about it, hmm. I would be it, nothing would make me happier and I would imagine with the way you conduct yourself your audiences will, uh, will reflect it your island this sounds a little bit like no, we'll be it. your audience. Yeah. And to me, the perfect island, I said to somebody once, you know, what will be your audience? And I go, I would be so happy in my audience if there were, again, same word, traditionally good-looking people, yeah. you know, right at magazine, good-looking, and then gay couples and lesbian couples and transgender couples yeah. and people that were overweight and people that were just go, I feel comfortable. Yes. And that's why when we talked about transgender on the show, you know, I thought about – 
I'm so glad that I talk about it from a kind place. I don't understand it. I'm a little confused in certain areas. Sure. But, uh, but I talk about it from a kind, gentle place. And I got some emails from kids, their dad's going through it. Mm-hmm. And I thought, how much was it better than to go, let's say someone really liked my sense of humor. And I was really, and they, but then I start talking about transgender mm-hmm. one day and I'm like, oh, can you fuck? Or this, fat people. Yeah, that's why I stop with that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I stop with that too. Now, look, I, you know, look, I, I have, I want to be really crystal clear because I think sometimes when people say, don't do this, that does doesn't mean there might be a joke, not might, there is a joke <laughs> that deals with everything I'm talking about. And someone might, but Todd, you said you wouldn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I could explain why that joke was funny. Yes. At least it would be my perception. I'd I go, no, that's funny. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, that yeah. person is parodying yeah, that or yeah, that. Yeah. But just for me to go on st- in my act or on the podcast and talking about something to go, like I just said, wait a second, I'm being a bully. Yeah. I'm a, I don't want to be a bully as a comic. Yes. The audience's no. island thing is, is, is the best way to put exactly what I'm going for in my life. Not just my creative pursuits, not just podcasts and stand-up, just in my life. Like, but when it is an audience and when it is a group of people that didn't know each other and came together on something that they liked collectively, that they, they could, could gather around this podcast. I often think about how this podcast, to me, feels like a little piece of heaven for me. Because it is this place. And I don't want to leave this place. You're talking about looking at the view down there. This is a place... That we can create. This is the Buddha thing. We can create enlightenment and heaven on earth. And we can love each other in that way. And we can love fat people Mm -hmm. and gay people and depressed people and left of center attractive people. And I know I sound like I'm starting a cult or or, or whatever, but I think that's a beautiful thing. And I think everybody thinks that's a beautiful thing. And when you talk about the audience filled with the lesbian couple and the the whatever, and they're all laughing, that's heaven on earth. We did Mm -hmm. it. We made it happen. Well... I'm with you. That's why I think, like, again, I don't know what your religious beliefs are, but that's what I think the danger of b- thinking that there is a place after this because it might just be this is it and make right. it good, heaven, hell on earth, heaven on earth, whatever you make it. And if, you f- if, if everyone was positive, let's say hypothetically there was nowhere and people were positive. There's no way. After, after this. There's no what? There's nowhere we're going. Uh-huh. There's not, this there's is not, it. This is it. I'll tell you what, we might go, well, we better fucking make this good here. Yeah. Now, some people go, well, why can't you do both? I don't know. I just think, you know, what you just said as far as, like, you know. It's different. Yeah. I, 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 I'm, I'm with you. I, I'm just, like, you know, I was just thinking about what you said about, like, you know, this this the heaven on earth being in this podcast, what you do. And I, I feel a lot of the, I, it's, you know, I, I feel the same way as you do on right. my podcast. It's yeah. like, that's why like when, when I'm there, I, I don't want to leave sometimes. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. this is like fun. Well, this is perfect. I think maybe that's why I get so insulted when people are like, wrap it up, Holmes. I'm like, fuck you. Yeah. This is my safe place. So you'll, you, hopefully the people listening, this is theirs. I get, those are the tweets that I actually love the most where they're like, uh, Bobcat uh, Goldthwait just did it and it was, and it was long and people were like, I didn't want it to end. And I'm like, well, I love you, and I have a casserole for you. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, it's funny that you brought up that God came up organically because we always end uh, by talking about God, and I think we only have how long? Uh, we're at two hours. No, I mean like when is somebody else coming in? Oh, at five. At five. Okay, so we have a little time. We talk about God. We, yeah, we always talk about God. Um, what's your relationship with God? <laughs> what I mean is can you tell me not just where you are now but some of those poignant run-ins like how were you raised when did that fall away if it did i don't mean to be presumptuous did it fall away when did it change and where are you at now that's a two great questions hmm. the well i was raised i don't know if my parents overtly did it but they raised me to let me anything i want to learn about 
My neighbors invited me to Christian Bible camp. My parents let me go. Hmm. I went to my other, I think there was something at a synagogue once. I, could, I went whatever I, whatever I wanted to learn. Learn about everything, and then you'll make your own choice. Mm-hmm. Because I almost think you can talk about religion without getting into a religious discussion mm-hmm. in a weird way. I think you might know what I mean, is mm-hmm. that I don't think there's – no one is harmed – by me not believing in what they believe. And I know there's sometimes people that listen to my podcast even go, well, you're just doing what we do. No, 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 Religious people say Yeah, you're just, you would raise your children to believe what you, no, I wouldn't. I'm almost gets me angry to go, oh my God, that you would be right. Oh my God, how fucking right you would be. Yes. If I, well, how Todd, how are you going to raise your kids? I'm going to raise them to, no, not to believe what I believe. And that's exactly what you, I'm going to say, but here's what I will take out of the element. You learn about everything. I picture talking to my little son or my little daughter, and you just pray, you can learn about everything. Buddhism, you can learn about whatever, if you, whatever you feel. But I will tell you one thing, and if they go, well, what if we don't believe what you and you know you guys believe in? I would go, what will happen to you? Nothing. Huh. You'll be loved. Yeah, you'll be loved. Wouldn't they? This is when I start getting a little bit. Wouldn't that be a fucking coincidence that when you take out that there'd be any, you wouldn't be loved or you wouldn't go to hell or you wouldn't do this. They, they might come up and believe something different than you, Yeah, what they believe in organically. So that's how I would raise my children, if I have children, to just, you know, and that's how I was raised. Yeah. Just do whatever you want, whatever you believe. I've never heard of that. I mean, like a couple of people on the show have been that way, but it's always, it always strikes me because that's a hard thing to do. Because what happens if your kid is a fundamental Christian? And thinks that homosexuality is wrong. That's a tricky one. I bet that wouldn't happen that often. I bet that wouldn't happen that often either. I bet you're. I bet it. Would. I would bet a large sum of money that that would never. Yeah, if you happen. raise a kid loving and you boast, they they're taught. Well, first of all, the kids are taught that. And yeah, I think yeah, if you're spiritually yeah. most, it's funny. Like I always say, most people are. Yeah, I don't. And where I'm at with my religion right now, I used to say this, but I'll have to be honest. If I don't change my stance, I'm going to be lying. Mm-hmm. My old honest stance was on religion was, by the way, I, I always said there's no danger because even if I disagree with people, I don't wish it. If someone goes, I believe in God, I don't, I don't wish them harm. I don't say, well, you're going to burn or you're going to do this. We just disagree to disagree. Mm-hmm. But I have a new theory. I used to say, you just believe in what you want to believe in, and I'll believe in what I want to believe in. And there we go, and we can, you know, just agree in different things. Because mm-hmm. I don't want to mirror their behavior. Mm-hmm. But I have a feeling, I say I like to be on the right side of history. And I have a feeling that the next step will not only be to say you believe in what you believe in, and I'll believe in what I believe in, but to prove how believing in a man upstairs is destructive. Mm. And if somebody proves it, you know, picture years, the world is flat, the world is round. Eventually, we can prove things. Mm-hmm. And the, to me, the wishy-washy stance is going to be where I'm at. Oh, you believe in what you believe in, I'll believe in what I believe in. But brilliance is going to be able to come forward and go, no, 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 no. It's actually causing destruction. Mm-hmm. Uh, can I, can I, am I okay? Can I keep, okay. Yeah. That, and I'm not positive about this, but I just pictured 50 years from now, looking back and going, well, there was the group that, Agree to disagree ended up not being the, the, the that was that was right. that was sort of evolved then. Oh, you think what you think, and but that if we we've already seen how it works with trying to get people to believe the world that there's a man upstairs, and people go, we need to go back to the way it used to be. I used to argue, but now I go, oh, 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 because that's the worst thing to argue. You go, oh, what, what, when? What, what? Instead of arguing, when? Oh, we'll, we'll we'll look at that era. Where do you want to go? The fifties? The forties? 
and there was horrible things going on. Mm-hmm. So it's not working. And that's when I get silly when I want to go, the test results are in. That a man upstairs, if it was working, do you know the harmony that would be in this world if people really believed? People go, well, what would happen if no one believed there was a God? Look at the last look at our lifetime mm-hmm. i used to go well there's rk well if there if people didn't think there was a god there'd be there'd be anarchy in the streets and i remember once going yeah there'd be anarchy just because there aren't people pillaging other in the streets i go there are people mm-hmm. so the t- to me the test results are in no one believes there's a man upstairs because if they did not just now because then those people want to go well now they don't that's why we have all these problems no the 50s the 60s the 40s and every year go look at it they don't believe there's a man upstairs. That's why if they did, do you know the, the peace that would be in this world if everyone really believed there was a man watching? I'd be for it. If it worked, I'd be going, no, let's not move away from yeah, that. Look yeah, at this yeah, peaceful yeah. place we live. Yes. There's a man upstairs, and I'd fight to get people to believe in it. Yes. But it's not working. But imagine at a young age if we just taught people the reason you're kind, and I know people that disagree, go, well, you teach them that too. But no, just teach them this. The reason you're not mean to other people is because, and you could take someone's hand and touch another person and feel a tear coming out of their eye. That's why you don't hurt your sister. That's why mm-hmm. you don't do mean things, because it hurts people mm-hmm. that are here. Because no one doubts that there's someone that they can touch. Here. If you're here. You now. can take your someone. Yeah, the, here. There's the person. You can touch them. You can right. see. They can see a tear coming out of their eye. But when you do it for something that's upstairs. For a reward later. For a reward later or you're being watched. And that again, you don't fully believe. That you don't that's fully what I, believe. That's what I love. I agree and, with that. And by the way, in, in closing, as I say, <laughs> this isn't my opinion. We, if some, I love to say it, it's cathartic when someone goes, look at what's happening. What era? If someone said, I'll tell you what era, Todd, more people were religious. And if we can go back to 1945, and I went back to 1945, and I did my research of what the bad was going on, what evils were going on, I went, wait, in 1945, I'm making up stats. You'll get the point. Yeah, in 1945, about 95% of the world believed in God, and it was a calm time. And I went back, and we did some research. We took a break on the podcast. We YouTube some stuff and went, Todd, it was a more gentle time. In all fairness, I'd go, oh, my God, let's bring it on. Yeah. But it wasn't the yeah. Holocaust, yeah. the mob, yeah. school. You know, people see the school shootings today, and I get it. Reasonably intelligent people go, "Come on, you can't admit that the world's crumbling." Someone sent me in a brilliant letter. There's been school shootings for a long time, but the fact when they hit kids that look like our kids and children that look like our children, it hits home. But there's all there's been evil for a long time on this. So I like the test results are in. Like I don't. I, I try to be fair. It's like let's give God a chance. One year, two years, three years? Oh, give us more. Four years, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Oh, give us more time. Eleven years, twelve. It's not working. Mm. So I think that's my stance now, that I think the brilliant people are the ones that are going to say, not agree to disagree, but prove why actually doing it for the man upstairs is it's not working. Yeah. It's, I, yeah. If we, if we were on your show, there'd be an applause button, because I really mean that. That was, that was lovely. I can't believe I'm hearing you say something that I've often thought, because I was a believer, traditional believer. And then I'm struck with how I don't believe when people say something. I'm like, I don't believe that you believe that. It, it, that's how I'm often. That's how I often feel. People will, will, will report some man in sky scenario, and I'm like, I don't believe it. Or you think that I'm going to hell? I don't believe you. Because if I thought you, Todd, were going to hell, you know what I mean? It would be more than just like a, a mild effort to save you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. I, I think you're going to burn forever. 
forever. Did you hear that part? Forever. Yeah. And all I do is I go, Todd, you want to come to core group on Wednesday? And you go, no, I'll ask you next week too. <laughs> I should call you every fucking day because – but, I, you know, I, that's also unreasonable. But, I mean – I hear you. I just don't I, don't – I don't believe it. So are you so – so, so another – and again, one other thing because I always think I want to bring Claire to this. I learned when you say you're agnostic, you have to do more than that because people – like that there's 10 things that they perceive to make you up as, as, as an agnostic person. A lot of times after you get into a more in-depth conversation, they go, well, you don't believe in a higher power and you have to go – Oh, see, the minute I said I was agnostic, you decided yeah. what that meant. You upgraded Justifiably, it. though, because you haven't uh, – the higher power thing, I love what Jen Kirkman said. No, I believe – that's when I want to look at them and go, oh, no, why, of course there's a higher power. The ocean, like Jen Kirkman, I can't push the ocean back. Mm-hmm. So just because I don't believe in God, it doesn't mean I do believe in higher powers, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, the sun, the ocean, there's a lot of things that show themselves. The solar system. But when I say I don't believe, I don't believe – because, look, the truth, when, the, the danger in anything is not everything has to make sense. Sometimes it does. And not making sense can get you into a little bit of trying to put things together and make it all make sense. So when I say I don't believe in the man upstairs, that there's he, that he's watching over and that everything, there's a reason. Lifeguard I, God. Yeah, I believe that we live on this planet where there's a lot of wonderful, great, decent, loving, kind, gentle, nurturing Dave people. Rath. Dave Rath. <laughs> And there's a lot of – and not only people but actions that people make and, and, and then bad happens. And the best example I can give it is once uh, on the show, a woman had her son came home from the war. And she really said it in a way that wasn't religious. She went out of her way to say that it wasn't – she didn't want to get into a religious debate. But the interviewer said, I noticed you said in an article that you didn't thank God when your child came home. Mm-hmm. And she said, because I thought it was a little selfish to the other mothers that prayed to the same God, hmm. and that child didn't come home. Yeah, so did they pray wrong? Did they? It's hard to look in their eye and go, well, God answered your prayer, but it's, sometimes God works in mysterious ways. So she goes, I just look at it like I am very lucky. You know? And it's the same thing I said when, when there was those fires and uh, some guy had his house in the midst of 100 homes. His, his was standing. <laughs> and he said, I prayed to God. Right. So it's like, so what happens to all the other people that prayed to that same God in that neighborhood? Yeah. What are you saying? They prayed wrong? Yeah. I don't believe that the God alters the winds. It's, That's what I don't believe. It's so in. funny. That was one of my crises of faith uh, when I was 27, probably. I was about to get divorced. And I, I was uh, on a plane and uh, I hadn't slept a lot, and it was very turbulent. Uh, this has come up on the show before. A very turbulent plane ride on one of those little American Eagle planes. And I, uh, and I, I was praying. I was praying to God. And uh, just like, you know, those good stories where you're like, you hear a voice, and it's God telling you to be still and know that he's the Lord sort of thing. I heard the other voice, and he goes, <laughs> like, I guess in the story it would be the devil. And the devil goes, people in plane crashes were praying as well. And I basically shit my pants and had to reconsider everything. I didn't think that was the devil attacking me. I think that was a, 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 an awakening where I was like, well, I'm realizing what you're saying. It's kind of offensive to be like, I'll, I'll say this in a plane crash. They didn't pray right or they yeah. were unrighteous. They didn't fold their fingers in it or lock them. Yeah. Which, how, which way did you interlock them? Were thumbs on top? Yeah. On you bottom? must have prayed wrong because yes. I prayed. It blew my fucking dick off. <laughs> I, I said, please don't let this plane crash. And I was like, everyone... And I don't mean any disrespect to people that have lost people in plane crashes. It's too Everybody, hard to talk about. Everybody in every tragedy yeah. was praying. And also one other thing. The, I, I, I believe that were. people that are – it's weird to say since I'm defying – I was going to say a true religious person. 
really wouldn't have any trouble with anything I'm saying because they're going, you know, look, some of this I'm repeating, but you have a completely, a lot of different audience than I have. Sure. So I think it helps bring clarity. Are we okay with? Oh, um, oh yeah. Uh, I have a I have a fantasy that if because people always go, what if? Have you ever put thought into what if there is everything like they say the you know the gates? And I by the way, I know there's a, it must suck if you're a religious person to go stop with the gates because I'm a very religious person. I we used to get so upset at that. We actually. don't believe in the gates or and the all that. old man watching. Right, right. But we they were like that's offensive. Right, but they certainly if I I'll get rid of that for you because I know that's frustrating if you're sitting home and you're going just like he doesn't want to be called agnostic and then decide what agnostic is there's religious people going we're religious but we don't believe in the gates and we don't there's no man in the sky i was like motherfucker that's just a way that we understood it it doesn't mean that i believe in a man in the sky but even if they don't believe a man in the sky or gates they do believe at the end of the day that there is a place that you go and they so i just believe that no one does more destruction if you're worried about religion collapsing, and let's at least put organized religion in there, They're organized, most organized religion collapsing, you don't have to go outward to worry about where the destruction's coming in. You will never, if every anti-organized religion person talks about it now till the day they drop dead, they will never be able to do as much destruction as you've done in-house. And if you don't see that, there is a point when you have to part ways with people and go, yeah, two plus two is four. Mm-hmm. We don't agree to disagree. It is a fact that the organized religion has done more destruction to their own cause than anybody can ever fucking do. Yeah. So go if you're worried about me and what I'm saying on a dumb podcast, and you know what I mean by that, uh-huh. you, you're, you're wasting your fucking energy. You have done more in-house to destruction yes. to yourself. Yes. Because if I, I have thought about it, that there are the hypothetical you have to answer to somebody, I'll be fine. And here's my fake scenario. I get up there, and guess what? There are the gates, and there is a guy, and he's looking on your life. And I picture somebody else, like a guy or a woman, going, "He he doesn't get in. He he excuse me, because because he sees they're letting me. He he doesn't he doesn't get in. He he didn't believe in you." And I just picture God being, if there is a God, this shows yeah, I really yeah, pictured yeah, it going. Yeah. Can can God be an evolved person and still get annoyed? Because in my scenario, he does. Matter yeah, of fact, yeah, he yeah. rolls the eyes at some of the people. Get her away from me! Uh, and then later they go, why? Because she's insinuating that this guy lived a good life, was decent. But what she's saying is, but he didn't do it in the name of you. Yes. I don't care. Yeah. That's, I, I'm God. I'm evolved. Yeah. You, you're placing some, because it would bother you. Yeah. Because you're placing some of your human, like he didn't do it in the name of you and pray to you. Yeah. But he did. He was a decent, loving person. But he doesn't so, get in the country club because he didn't pay the did, dues. No, because he didn't do it in the yeah. name of me. And someone yeah. goes, why didn't you let him in? Well, he did everything I believe in, but not for me. Yeah. No, if there is a God, he would be like, come in. I don't care why you were good. Yeah. So I, I'm not 100% sure there isn't. I'm not. I'd be lying. I'm 99. I'm pretty sure. But I'm 100% sure that if there is, that I get in. And by the way, if I don't get in, I'd rather burn because what it must be like if I don't get in there, it must blow. <laughs> it must suck. <laughs> I've never, in all the discussions, been so jealous. Like when you said that, I was like, ah! Yeah, think about it. Like if I don't get in there, look, I'm not perfect, but I am decent and I'm caring and I'm loving and I've fucked up and I've made mistakes. But if there is this decent place, it's only decent. If they would let someone like me in. And if they yeah. don't, then I don't want to go there anyway. And what kind of, yeah, I have always liked the what kind of heaven is it when you know, you're like, where's Uncle, where's Uncle Steve? Oh, he's in hell. 
Oh, so I'm eating a fucking lemon meringue pie and getting blown by an angel. <laughs> oh, the old yeah. oh how the old the, Uncle Steve's in hell. Like he's getting fucking on fire. How can I? What kind of compassionate person am I? And this is an oversimplified idea of heaven. I would say, well, heaven is just being in God's presence, and hell is not being in His presence, and that's burns worse yeah. than any fire. That's what I would have said when I was. Heaven's here, and heaven's being gentle. And when you're kind, you know, you cannot be kind on this planet. And I think where people get confused is you cannot be kind, and you cannot be loving, and you cannot be accepting, and still have a nice home and a car. But let me tell you something for sure: you don't reap the benefits of what a kind person reaps when you judge people and you and i judge people still but i try not to and every aspect of my life taking it out of me if i saw somebody walking down the street once as kind as i think i am and they were dressed exotically even that i'm going i want to look at them and i go to make a comment to a friend i go stop it Mm-hmm. They win. They walked out of their house creative. <laughs> they win. I'm not mocking that. Even every yeah. level of it. But the religious thing, you know, yeah, I, a, I'm sorry. I get. I'm not no, sorry, no, no, but no, I get. No. I could go on for an hour and a half about the, or especially organized religion. Yeah. I don't know how. I, again, Pete, I don't know how somebody doesn't agree with that. That yeah, someone, even a very religious person, going, yeah, he is right. They've 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 fucked themselves over. They will not learn. They will not learn. Even if you wanted to forgive for the child molestation, yeah. even if you went. I know it's a weird say to forgive because some people go, Jesus, Todd, thousands and whatever ch- children got. It, even if you forgive, you have to go, I'll forgive. But I'll tell you what, you got to learn a little. And the fact that they still do conversion therapy, it's like their way of going, no, yeah. we will not learn. Yeah. We were not done abusing people. I just picture no one's around and someone goes, we just, we had that molestation thing happen yeah, inside. Yeah. And someone goes, what about the conversion therapy? Like there's a, a, a there's a, there's a, um, and I know there are subsidiaries of churches that do not believe in that, but I'm talking about the ones that don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like, I picture someone going, we had the molestation thing. We, we got to stop this conversion therapy. We, 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 can we look a little forward thinking? No, mm-hmm. we're not done. We're not done. Um, we're not done torturing people. Mm. We're do- we're not done. We did that, and now we're going to hold on to this conversion therapy. Where that some people think that being gay is normal. We are. We would not do that unless we were pretty fucking sure mm-hmm. that we can help these gay kids be straight. Do you think we would do it if we? Do you think we do it haphazardly? Yeah. And picture the other guy going. I don't know the, the science that the, the, the evolution is out there. Therapists are saying it's healthy children. Well, they're wrong. Yeah. You think we would let a parent bring their child in here and, and convert them to something? Which, believe me, time will tell. You think you're right now. But watch. 50 years from now, we're going to look back, and the church is going to be on the right side of things. I don't mean to curse at you. I just My fantasy is going, yeah. but you're going to fucking, I hope we live to see the day. Doesn't it make sense? 50 years, we're going to look back and go, well, the church was right. Yeah. They were right. Conversion therapy ended up being... They, that the church... <sighs> doesn't that sound fucking yes, nuts? Yes, But But either the church... What is the church thinking? What is that? I don't know what they're thinking. What are they saying behind closed doors? I don't know. They're, they still think they're fucking right. Yeah. That's... Oh, it's you're, just... you're making me remember being in Sunday school and they showed us a video about like uh, praying the gay away, basically. And there was a guy and he's talking and the Chiron said recovered homosexual. And we were like... And we laughed. And I'm so proud of us as a little shitty group that we laughed. We were shitty in other ways. This was, <laughs> we were right in this way. And we laughed. And it was one of, one of the best moments of my life. <laughs> yeah, you laughed because it sounded... Kids yeah. are smart. Recover, recovered yeah. homosexual. 
God, I'm not sorry that I, I go off like that because it does something for me. And it's no, like, to it. me, the absurdity when you yell like that says it. Like, what are they saying behind closed doors? I would imagine that they're just trying to defend it. They're just going, hey, look, I know how I feel when I'm right. And and I, 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 I get upset and I get yeah. – I would imagine – I can only imagine them behind closed doors. They're just as frustrated going, everybody thinks this conversion therapy yeah, is wrong. Yeah. I can't fucking wait till 20 years from now when we get to uh, look how right we were. We were I, wrong with other things we did. I actually don't think it goes like that. What do you think happens behind closed I doors? I think it goes like this. Um, okay, being gay is uh, wrong and I believe that uh, your popes and your uh, – oh, I can't speak for the pope. That's too dicey. <laughs> I'm just saying these religious leaders are probably like, yeah, of course. We're not converting people from gay. They, they understand the, the, the scientific evidence and everything. And they, I don't think they care. I think they're, it's, it's maintaining a type of Disney world. You know what I mean? And in Disney world, the employees don't have mustaches. Do you understand? You think they know that? I think maybe in their deepest of some of them, but not all of them. Not all of them. I mean, like, once you get really high up there. I'm a, I'm a little bit of a conspiracy person, and I think... They're like, look, Catholic Church, let's say the Catholic Church, comes out and says gay is okay. Um, it might make them lose, like in a podcast in that situation, listeners. It might butts in seats. And I'm not saying it's just – it's not just about money and offerings and all that sort of stuff. It's about control. It's about a system and maintaining it. And nobody wants to be at the helm when you crash that into the open-minded rocks. Well said. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun, man. I love everything uh, you said. This was awesome. This was tremendous. Do you want to do the speed round? These were yes. my notes. Are you kidding me? I love anything. <laughs> <laughs> any, any game. I know. I actually wrote down three games we sometimes play because I was like, Todd loves games. And uh, we didn't get to them, which I love. Uh, Claremont Lounge, perfect diet, relationship with food cells. We kind of talked about how you have a spiritual connection to the things you eat. Um, oh, monks. There's two types of Buddhist monks that I'm aware of. One, uh, uh, when they beg, they beg for one meal a day. Some of them will take whatever they're given, including meat, because they're like, I didn't kill this animal, and they'll eat it. And those of them that just don't eat anything, uh, they'll, they'll throw it away or pass. It's uh, good coffee. Oh, thank you. That's all I need is a cup of coffee. Get it from a <laughs> weird vegan place. Um, and she put tap water in it. They weren't quite full, and then she filled it off with tap water. I was like, well, sometimes those places, their tap water's filtered. You think so? I hope no. so. No. <laughs> <laughs> I tell people my tap water's filtered. That is so funny. Shut your mouth. What a tiny betrayal. <laughs> <laughs> I put lemon in it. Who the fuck knows? What a tiny betrayal. Uh, moo? Oh, that it was- is in my refrigerator, but sometimes uh, I, in my sink it's not. And I'm too lazy to get it out of the refrigerator. Like, someone asked for a glass of water at my house. Out of the refrigerator, it seems like it takes forever. Like that uh, one squirty little... Uh, but out of the sink, oh, it's like boom, boom. I have... We're talking water. I have... <laughs> I have... Wasn't uh, that the original name of your podcast? We're talking water. <laughs> we're talking water. I, I, what I have is I have uh, delivered water, like those uh, four-gallon jugs of like alkaline water. I'm one of those jerks. I'm always turning Sarah on to like, new types of water. which I, It's one of my little prides. I'm always like, here's the new water you should be drinking. And she's sweet and listens sometimes. So anyway, and I have it in, in this uh, like ceramic thing. There's no electric stuff. And I just fill a pitcher. That's what you do. Because who wants to wait? For the, even the spout. Right, right. It's too slow. Put in a pitcher and you pour it fast and sloppy like an Applebee's waitress. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I used to, when I was like 15, I once walked around the restaurant pouring the water in the glasses and I go, look at me. I'm just like at a restaurant because it went a little bit on the table. Of not too much. That sloppy and yeah. adventurous side yeah. pour yeah. so the ice gets in it too. <laughs> look at fucking side pour over here living their life. <laughs> 
Well, uh, let's play one game. Okay. The game is, it's not even a game. I just want to ask you, without putting you on the spot, mm-hmm. we're in this together, the hardest you've ever laughed. Oh, my God. Isn't it fun? Don't feel panic. Feel opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> I just mean like, Ooh. Zach Galifianakis told this story about his f- being in church. <laughs> and now, now I have it. And now the listeners have it. He told the story of his father trying to get a candle lit in church. They're singing a song and they're supposed to have candles lit. And the whole song, he's trying to get his candle lit on another candle. He can't get it. And the second he does is the moment everyone agreed that blow out their candle. So it was lit for like half a second. And then he goes, and then he died laughing. So it doesn't have to be fancy. Oh, God, it's weird. I can't. Someone just asked me this. Is that right? Ste- and Stealing my bits. No, and um, <laughs> God, I can think of times. Mm-hmm. Like with, uh, with um, now I'm going to draw, draw on a blank. To, oh, hold on. You asked a question. I'm not going to go off here. No, you're With right. James Adomian and uh, he was on our show, The Whole Foods. He did the Whole Foods. And Brendan Walsh recently had me where, like, I was, like, literally punching the both of them, like, to p- begging them to stop. But I, really? It's hard to explain what it was. Um, oh, that's so um, I guess, you know, the thing that I can remember, it's so weird because you have a whole life. But then there, there was a time with Rory Scovel where he was at my house. I don't know if I'll do it justice. That's it doesn't matter. That's okay. why I told you how simple okay, that okay. story where, is. Whatever the bit was, I have a PA system set up in the living room. Rory was made pretending. You do? Yeah. Just like on your show. Yeah. You just have a mic. I have a mic and oh, a PA yeah, and, and the music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Matter of fact, I just covered the speakers in my living room because I didn't like them on the shelves ugly with burlap and like taped them around the back so it looked like didn't look like ugly speakers. So it looked good, and I have the burlap, and then they're they're hidden in the in the shelves that are in the wall, and then um and then I have the microphone. I haven't sometimes I hooked up a red spotlight, and then I have a dimmer switch on it, and I can like give people blackouts. This is you don't notice it when you walk in my house because everything's very like yes, hidden, but yes. the, the dimmer switch is under my dining room table, and it runs under the rug, and that way if someone's talking, I can go dun 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 dun, dun and I give them a blackout. Oh my so god! So sometimes when I have dinners and there's new people. They don't know it, so all of a sudden I'll start saying something, and then the, the, the lights over top go off, and then a red spotlight hits me, and I go, everybody, I just wanted to say, you know. and You've, um, you've booby-trapped your house yes. for joy. <laughs> for joy, right. So Rory was doing this bit where he was acting like a singer, but he was just, the thing is, you go out to see this guy, and he sings, but he just plays existing musicians. Like, he'll be playing some you know, uh, that night Rory was playing a Glenn Campbell song, but he was just in the background. I go, and people come to see this guy. He goes, yeah, no one knows why, but and he just goes eh, meh, 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 along with the song. Whatever reason, it struck me funny, and and Wait, I the song is playing, and so, then and he sings just, with it. Meh, 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 meh. I go, well, who comes to see him? He goes, it's packed, ten thousand people a night, <laughs> and then he goes, boom, 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 so when it, whatever the reason was, I found it funny. Now I was yes. high, but I don't think high is high. Just makes it if it's funnier, it's funnier. I, I was pulling. His pants on the leg of his pants, begging him, begging him to stop going, Rory. And at first, I'll be honest, I wasn't gonna, I was gonna be okay. I was just laughing hard. Then I got to the point when I went, okay, I remember thinking, I never thought to have a safe word on this. Like, you really need to stop. I'm begging you. And I was clenching my fingers into his leg, and he was trying to walk and pulling me, and I was laughing, and I'm like, Rory, you got to fucking stop it. But boy, did that feel fucking good. And I'm like, what? Why? Why do people come to see? Why do people come to see? Because I don't know. They just do. Packed every night. Packed. 
So Packed. being with comedians at, oh, and, at festivals and all these. You just reminded me of, of a time that I was full of the weed smoke, and I, uh, <laughs> I, 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 I can't smoke it. I, I, I mean, I like it, uh, but it has an effect on me that lasts a week after, so I don't do it. Um, but at one time I did. I was at TJ's house. I smoked weed with him, and he did a bit of his. I actually asked him to do it. And he did it. And it's a story about. <laughs> I love, by the way, him for doing it. He did it. He Good. Didn't, he didn't hesitate. Thank you. I said, please do that bit about Jeopardy, and <laughs> and it's a bit about it's a story, uh, where Alex Trebek goes up to this one guy. <laughs> you know, it's at the it's at the act break, second act, top of second act. He goes and meets the contestants. <laughs> Oh, he goes. And one of them, he's like, he's on its card. He goes, so I understand you have a pretty impressive CD collection. And the guy goes, yeah, yeah, I do. I, uh, I've been collecting CDs. And he goes, so for how long? He's like, uh, two or three years. Two or three years he's been collecting. And then he goes, and, and I'll never forget. So I'm already weeping with laughter. This is how bad this interview is going. I'm dying with laughter. And, and TJ goes, Alex Trebek, the consummate professional, tries. He goes, how one final like Hail Mary pass to make this motherfucker interesting goes, well, how many CDs do you, would you say you have? And he goes, I don't know, between 20 and 30. What? And I almost vomited laughing at the thought of Alex Trebek By sharply the way, dressed trying. That person yes. that has 20 to 30 CDs yes. is either the most boring motherfucker in the world boring. or yes. had a bit they were going to do to make their friends laugh. I'm going to say the most boring thing. <laughs> then this is a person we then, need to hunt down yes, and hang out with. That's your oddball. That's your new lick my pussy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And we'll take a break. We'll be right back. Ah, <laughs> we found the button. And look, it's 4.59. Jesus Christ. We end the show. Todd, I love you. Thank you. We end the show with the guest saying, keep it crispy. It's just what we're talking about, all this heaven on earth stuff, that's crispy. So when you say it, you can think that. Or keep you could also cr- not say it. <gasps> keep it crispy? <laughs> yes, indeed. Is that bad what I said? No. no. Keep it crispy. Yes. I like it. You know what it reminds me of? I'm going to add it to my things. Uh, my principal at my school used to say, Dr. Rittenmeyer, he used to say, remember, over the PA system, through the school, every day he'd make his announcement. He'd go, and other than that, go out there and have a large day. <sighs> have a large day. <laughs> keep it crispy and have a large day. That's fucking perfect. Keep it crispy. And have a goddamn large day. Keep it crispy. It is a little... No, it isn't. It's, I just said it. Have a large day. Yeah, Anything but I mean, you say like that, sir. Crispy. So. Crispy has an S in it. Crisp. Chris. Chris. Chris is a good gay name. Keith. Keith. Best. Any name with an S. Or a T-H. Bruce. Chris. Bruce. Mm-hmm. Did you, you know Bruce is gay? Bruce who? He's gay. Bruce who? Oh, <laughs> all of them. <laughs> all right. we, we have such an evolved conversation. And we end we, with the last I know. Se- oh. I know. One star fish at a time, my That's friend. right. I love that. By the way, one star fish at a time. If that's not, I know that's, you said that's a cliche? I've heard it, you know, a couple times in my it's, life. It's, it, it's just such a great answer to, you're going, I'm not perfect, yeah. but I'm just trying to do what I do, and I'm not judging you, don't judge me, I'm just trying to do Made one star fish at a time. that one. Yeah, and Made that doesn't mean in 20 minutes, I'll do something that I'm, you know. I'm, I'm going to step on a, a fucking drying starfish in my effort to save another one, <laughs> and crumble it, and it goes, why? It knew how to speak. The one that knew how to speak. Why? Hey, kittens. Okay, thank you very much. Bye. God, bye. I don't know why I said bye. <laughs> Your show, you say bye. You're in control. Goodbye. Goodbye. Have a large day. <laughs> now leaving Nerdist.com.